Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> Great again. George Gregory, the preacher at Waterfront Christian Community Church in West Homestead. I have nothing to hide. I did nothing wrong. Police say they found Gregory and another man in a car on Beachland Street. Inside, police say they spotted a man in the front seat completely naked and bound with nylon rope. He told them, quote, we were just playing. They meet up from time to time to play with each other. Let's get together before we get much older. Gregory says police have it all wrong. I was counseling a young man with a drug problem, okay? And it did turn strange, but it wasn't my doing, okay? I was adamant that I'm not participating in that way. You are fake news. You cannot be serious! Very fake news. Get the hard back out of here! Gag free whoever he is. God gag Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show, terrific show, tremendous show, frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that, by the way. People often do, I'm told. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I am flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Big news this week. Breaking news. Stop the presses. Major announcement. Robert Mueller indicts 13 Russians for Facebook shitposting during the 2016 election cycle. And um, nobody cares, and the media are freaking out because nobody cares. Uh, I care. I care. Yeah, well, you care not for the reason they want you to care. True. Yeah. You care because you take it as evidence that this year-plus-long investigation is a total sham. Yeah. Which I can't blame you for doing. This is just a big nothing. These people are in no way connected to Trump, and I'm not totally convinced that, that they committed any real crimes. Like I, I was reading this, and I was like, what the fuck crime are they saying that they these people even did? Yeah. You can't be Russian and complain about Hillary Clinton at the same time. Well, as we were preparing for the show, I had NBC Nightly News on in the background, and I was kind of listening to it. And they were saying, ooh, these Russians, they made politically divisive social media posts. And I thought, not a crime. I don't care. Well, yeah. Why do I care? So I, it, the burden's on me to read about why this is a crime before I start saying that it's not. I, I just don't understand. It's like these people live in another country. We're not going to get them anyway. And what you're talking about is essentially online shit posting that has nothing to do with Trump. Yep. At least you've not been able to connect it in any way. Yeah. Yeah. I found this vindicating. But. That's pretty much all we really wanted to say about it. So Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to talk about it more. I just kind of wanted to make fun of the story because it's so weird that the nightly news and other places are leading with this as like top story number one. Yeah. And I think to, certainly to me and probably to a, a big chunk of the country and a, probably a bigger chunk of our listening audience, couldn't care any less about that story. So the big topic that we will get into tonight is the aftermath of the terrible shooting at uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. We'll recap the facts. We will uh, remember those who deserve uh, a longstanding memory. 
And we will, of course, analyze some of the most absurd political reaction. And uh, I'd like to offer some thoughts, too, about at least what I would like to see and probably what you would like to see as well um, to reduce the odds that this sort of thing happens again. I, it, the, the immediate reaction is always the gun control people the gun grabbers, if you want to call them that. And don't get me wrong, they deserve uh, a little bit of pushback because I can't even tell what they're talking about half the time. We'll take a look at some of that stuff. But I do think that we ought to get serious about some practical solutions to how to minimize the risk of this sort of thing. Yeah, I agree. So we'll spend some time on that. Um, Then you heard it there in the intro. A Pittsburgh area pastor is caught in a car with a bound and naked man is it all just a big misunderstanding? He says so. We'll let him make his case. Oof. That's a funny story. I love that one. YouTube meshes uh, Black History Month and Valentine's Day into one of the worst corporate-sponsored tweets I've ever seen in my life. We'll have a look at that. Did they leave that up? Is that still It's up? still up. Ooh. They didn't say unsub to white creators, so please stay subscribed <laughs> to this channel. Appreciate it. But <laughs> maybe there are some African-American competing streams going on right now that you should direct your attention to. Not on the quality, of course, on the basis of the color of the skin, because we're all anti-racist around here. Uh, a woman is suing the state of California for refusing to acknowledge the existence of Bigfoot. You and uh, so your this, Bigfoot stories. What, what, what this sounds like you? this sounds like my kind of chick. Um, and believe it or not, that's not even the surprise cringe for the night. I've got a surprise cringe double feature, two viewer submissions. I'm really excited in particular about one of them, uh, but they're both worthy entries. And they're not, I can spoil, they're not like gross things. You're not going to be like, uh, th- these will be fun. These will be more fun for you than your typical surprise cringe. Okay, They'll be fun. Okay. I trust you, although I don't know why. You're going to like the first one. I can promise that. I, the okay. second one, who knows? I, I'll, I'll tease them for now. They're both musical. They're both musical. Oh. That's fun. Okay. You, you know, a lot of them are, it's, it's always either tranny stuff or musical stuff, it seems like. I think this says Those something are, about you. Yeah, it's and, pretty and much the, the two choices. Choose, yeah. Well, I, but I was sent both of these, and so the, the audience chose you them. You still chose them, though. We get sent a lot of stuff. Well, that's true. I do have veto power, of course, but I thought they were worthy. And uh, of course, we will read super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show. Um, sorry, 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 sorry about the change. We regret the policy, but we got to keep the Sunday show moving along. And yes, we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for keeping us full, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. You can listen to the show on the go if you prefer on all those audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us as well. Linked in the description for you. Fantastic week for uh, viewer art, for listener oh, yeah. art. My goodness. Um, I'll say right away, I'm underprepared for this week's show because it snowed three feet in three days around here. So since I posted a video on Friday morning, all I've been doing since then is snowboarding. It's been the best. Uh, so I've, you know, I've, I've, I've had snot beardsicles all day earlier today. It was the best. So, you know, take my opinions with a grain of salt tonight. Cause that was, uh, that was my weekend, but, um, I don't want to play favorites with, with listener art because they're all good and they're all unique and they're all, they're all this take is the effort. best one <laughs> <laughs> this 
<laughs> this one by Political Disco is made me laugh harder and is probably the most convincing Photoshop I've seen. Of course, we were r- ripping on Ben Shapiro last week about Michelle Fields. He says, says Political Disco. In an alternate gender, non-conforming universe, this could have been you and Ben, but he had to keep bringing up Michelle Fields. <laughs> Matt and Ben, what keeps their relationship look. hot? You guys, and Out Magazine, the cover of Out Magazine. How to get him to swallow the red pill. It's fantastic work. I appreciate it. Oh, good grief. And Rich has been crushing it each and every week with various alternate universe portrayals of us. We had Nazi one. We had the feminist one. Oh, God. This is the fat one. And the look on your face is just like, how do I get some of that pizza? Which is ironic because right before the show, you said, I want to eat my pizza really bad. I do. I got pizza right before the show. And I had totally forgotten about this artwork. Oh, my God. Is this my future? Am I staring into my future? (laughs) I would look terrible fat. So would you. We really got to keep under control. Yeah, yeah, this is motivation to keep things from getting unreasonable, for sure. So thank you, Rich. Uh, This is a recreation of the Obama portrait, which we won't talk about, but my goodness, is this portrait bizarre. But this is me as the Obama portrait. Uh, This is from Two Dicks and a Mic. Uh, A couple captioned pieces of art. Super Shoe, this is making fun of our new Super Chat policy, one million bucks and up. Uh, We don't regret the policy because it's owed to us. I agree. That's just, that's what we're owed for our services. That's true. We'll, we'll send you a bill in the mail. <laughs> Thank you, Super Shoe. Joseph says, uh, or Joseph is making fun of my resistance to talking about the memo, but we end up talking about it anyway. Yeah, we sure did. <laughs> I think on too. multiple call-in, I think we've talked about it in each call-in show a little bit since. Yeah. So. And, and one of the Sunday shows. Yeah, at length on a Sunday show, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. I win. Um. No, I think I'm blocking that shot. I, I can't tell. Are you <laughs> punching me or am I deflecting? It's hard to tell. I guess you're getting uh, a little bit of chin there. Yeah. But yeah, I, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. Who and it won? says they talked about it, which means I win. Oh, that's the standard. All right. Uh, Sean has, <laughs> uh, I love this. I, I will forever regret, regret doing the Soylent grin on the Wednesday Colin show, even though the video doesn't stay up. Of course, the internet never forgets. And I've been memed as Jeez Christensen. And um, <laughs> thank you, Sean. And who could forget uh, my, my cameo at the end of Black Panther, where they were all uh, enthusiastic about my appearance, of course. That was great. If you haven't seen the movie yet, pay attention. Uh, it's there. It's quick, but it's there. So thank you, Michael. Um, oh, dang it. I forgot one thing. I'll have to do it another week. Um, we had a viewer receive his T-shirt in the mail, but I forgot to put it in the system. So oh, okay. we'll we'll show that next week. If you are interested in show merch, that's linked in the description. That's okay, because uh, there was a piece of fan art that I just realized I forgot to drop in the show notes. That's all right. We'll do it next <laughs> week. Um, there's no markup on the merch in the store if you want to get show merch. Uh, that's linked in the description for you. And then Crazy a couple, business decision, but whatever. A couple uh, random delights. Well. <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about it off air. Unless people want, you guys want to hear us talk about whether or not we should upcharge people for t-shirts and mugs. That I know like, our audience does. Sounds yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait to get into it. A um, couple random delights that I would like to discuss before we discuss uh, Parkland. And uh, did you see this clip of this? This Oh, my goodness. Okay. And then I watched it like five times. <laughs> yeah. So um, Dateline Shanghai, China. Um. Let's just, I'll just go ahead and play it. There's two burglars trying to break into a building with bricks and it doesn't go very well. 
This is uh, surveillance footage on the building that Shanghai police released. <laughs> so he throws a brick and hits his partner in the temple. Did he and go he's just, kill him? He's mm -hmm. out cold. I mean, I don't... <laughs> he drags him off. I so mean, just... that guy is motionless. He's just... Right, so one more time on the impact. Oh, wait, let's... Uh, gotta Okay, uh, so um, there, there was uh, so police released this surveillance footage. There was no additional information on how that burglar is doing, though. So oh, is he alive? No. Is he dead? I mean, that could definitely kill you. It hit a him right to, in the head. Yeah, brick square to the temple like that. I mean, yeah. and you don't know too. Like, did it hit him? You wonder, like, was it kind of corner first? In it which looked case... to me like it got him about right here. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Well, wherever it hit him, it, it did the trick. Ooh, yeah, it's really dumb. What what a pair of dumbasses. And uh, hey, speaking of unfortunate Asian miscues, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> there was this report from a from a WLS Chicago discussing the uh, the Winter Olympics. Another sign that North and South Korea are working on their diplomatic relationship. Kim Jong-un invited South Korea's president to his country. <laughs> so uh, the graphic there says P.F. Chang, Winter Olympics 2018. <laughs> this is uh, ABC7 in Chicago, WLS. Um, so they accidentally referred to the Pyeongchang, of course, Pyeongchang Winter Olympics as the P.F. Chang Olympics. Apologizing, the station said the graphic oh. was a satirical piece by their sports anchor that accidentally made its way to broadcast. I don't uh, know. How feasible do you think that, that really sounds? Maybe. Um, this could be, I mean, maybe it's, it could be an accident. Do you remember that case when there was that Chinese airline crash at San Francisco airport a few years ago? And that like the most legendary news troll of all time was some, some in, I can't remember if someone prank called them or some intern put it in the, the, it was the names. One of them was like, it, the names were, um, we too low, something <laughs> Wong, holy fook, and Bing like Ding Bang Ow or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I saw the clip of, of the news person like reading them off. She, she has no self awareness about yeah. it. <laughs> Confidence in delivery. Yeah. yeah. So I, if this is intentional trolling, it's not quite on that level, but it's still pretty good. Uh, P.F. Chang's on Thursday. Uh, played along with this, they they changed the name of their P.F. Chang's lettuce wraps to Pyeongchang lettuce wraps and offered a coupon for a free one. It was downloadable at pfchangs.com, but I think that was only on Thursday. And I don't think there's a P.F. Chang's near me anyway, so I was not able to um to indulge in the Pyeongchang lettuce wraps. So I don't know if they're good or not. Not, probably, is my guess. Have you been to a P.F. Chang's? I, I don't think I ever have. Yeah, there's one a few blocks away from me. Hmm. You should have got some for the show tonight yeah, it's not very good what is it just like um what's even there asian food of some kind but yeah what it's, specifically? it's kind of fusiony now mm. last time i went there but you know it's like mediocre asian food hmm. all right fair enough maybe it, maybe when i'm in seattle i'll hit it up everybody comes to seattle for the pf chanks that's well no i have to go to that coffee shop to rip on that, that gay, <laughs> bedlam coffee that gay barista guy who's trying to bust me on a privacy violation for playing have you the told video everybody about that no i kind of want to hang on because or hang off because it's um because it's still in youtube's process real quick so 
everybody remembers that um, that gay barista in or coffee shop owner. He's not just a barista there, but he's he's a gay man who owns a coffee shop, Bedlam Coffee in Seattle. Had that rant at those Christians who came into his store, asking them if they were tolerant and if they would tolerate him fucking his boyfriend in the ass in no, front of them. Is I would fuck Christ in the ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and these are his words, not mine. Yeah, for and people that video, haven't watched it, it, seriously, you should. It's, and this video went viral in October, and I discussed it, and I discussed his interview on the radio in, in Seattle, uh, you know, and talked about some inconsistencies in his reasoning. It's pretty non-controversial. <laughs> yeah. So just now, there's a, a, a privacy complaint on my video saying, you're violating my privacy by having this video up. It needs to be taken down. So I said, no. YouTube will review this and they, YouTube hasn't finished reviewing it yet. But if I get a video taken down for playing a viral video of a guy who voluntarily discussed the story under his real name on the radio. In several interviews. I don't even think it was just that yes. one. I think he did multiple interviews under his yeah. real name talking about Bedlam Coffee. I think he you know, names, name, name drops his own company in there a few so, times. So if he's starting a war with me, then I will <laughs> happily participate. Yikes. All right, we're almost 20 minutes into the show. We haven't even discussed Parland yet. So. I know. We, we do kind of want to keep it. Everybody knows what, what happened, so we're not going to yeah. go into too much detail about the facts of the case. Um, S- since we are going to talk forever about this, because there's a million things I want to talk about. Do we need a break before we do that? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do. I'll run through some of these. To, not to prolong the show any further, but, you know. Um, Alec Urban said, Matt and I once made love during a, the screening of Black Panther. He chucked his spear deep in me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I agree with that. I'm going to cut you off from the sounders. That didn't even make sense. <laughs> I, <laughs> You're fired. Can somebody in the live chat tell me how this started? This thing with I don't Matt. even remember. I don't even I, remember. I, yeah. yeah. But everybody does it now. Everybody wants to have sex with Matt, I guess. Um, Maddington said, it's too bad the people who tipped the FBI about Nicholas Cruz didn't say that he colluded with Russia and Trump. <laughs> We're going to talk about this. To steal the election from poor Queen Hillary and then maybe... He would have been stopped. Yeah, where were yeah. they? What were they doing? Where were their resources going? We'll talk about that. Um, Mark K says, hi, Sunday buddies. I like margaritas. I can feel my fingers. Keep up the giggle. You sound pretty drunk. It sounds like you've had plenty, yeah, which is good because tequila is my liquor of choice if I'm going, if I'm going liquor for sure. Yeah, because you don't, you, don't, you don't mess around with tequila. You, know? huh. you just go hard. Whatever. Um, Aaron Killall, off topic, but what do you two think of Proud Boys and Gavin McInnes? Um, I love Gavin McInnes. I've done a few interviews with him and on multiple occasions I've been listening to him and he has gotten me laughing so hard that I feel like I can't breathe. And that is a rare thing because I am pretty cynical. And he's, he's one of the funniest he's off so the funny. cuff guys, like yeah. just on the spot, immediately responding to things. Very funny. Hey, by the way, Gavin would love to, would love you to come on the show. Check your Skype, dude. Yeah. I would message you on Twitter, but I don't have Twitter yeah. anymore. Sorry. Um, yeah, we're trying to get him on. So. Uh, Redicus has said, sitting here sharpening knives and watching my favorite fags. That must be us. Love the gun grabbers. <laughs> ignore the FBI misstep. Surprise, y'all aren't talking about the Corinne Gaines lawsuit decision. Yeah, did you hear that her family got $36 million? Corinne Gaines. She was Which the one, one that was holding her child, brandishing a weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy yeah. traffic stop. Like, Little Miss had it coming. I can't Why did they give her money? Because it was I don't like, know, wrongful because death or something? I guess so, but you know what was she doing? Like, what, seriously, this pointing is- a gun at police officers while holding a child—that's what she was doing. That'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I can't believe that. I actually thought about talking about. We have such a pe- jam-packed show, though. We we just didn't have time. Um, Sean Cooper said, "For Matt, uh, what was your best skate trick?" Um, you know, I I was always 
weird because I was a heel flip person over kick flip. Uh, you know, every every kid does kick flips first and has trouble with the heels. It seems like I had the heel flips on lock, man. Let me tell you. Yeah, because I know what you're talking about. But I never, you know, I never was able to do a 360 flip. Never have in my entire in my entire skateboarding career. That Not one. Dangerous. No, it's well, it's making the skateboard do a 360 flip oh. as opposed to you doing it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. wow, you really do that. <laughs> yeah. Tune in, drop out. This is the last one for right now. I'll come back. Um, so even if we ban all these so-called assault rifles, the next school shooter goes full Terminator with a pump shotgun and multiple semi-automatic pistols. Yeah. We have a problem, but in the meantime, we could start by not making schools such soft targets. Right. Yeah. Now. That's what I want to talk about later yep, once we're finished up here. All right. So as you said, let's, we're not breaking any news on the facts, but just to set the context here, you want to go through, you know, the, the need to know is about what happened. Sure. Okay. Uh, Nicholas Cruz, he's an orphan. His mom died, I think, uh, November. It was just a, a few months ago. Um, he was charged with 17 counts of premeditated murder. He killed 17 people. Uh, 15 were injured was the last update that I saw. And then I think they're all out of critical condition at this point. But I'm not, I'm not Oh, really? Sure. So there's no there's no real question about who, you know, whether people will survive at this yeah, point. Yeah, I think that the like 15 that. that were injured are okay. Um, okay. So he told interrogating officers that he, quote, began shooting students that he saw in the hallways and on school grounds on Wednesday afternoon. So he had a gas mask, uh, smoke grenades, multiple magazines, of ammunition, and he pulled the fire alarm to get everybody to come out and then just like un unloaded on these people. So he also said he, quote, uh, brought additional loaded magazines to the school campus and kept them hidden in a, back tap, in a backpack until he got on campus to begin his assault. So what he did uh, after that was he stripped off his vest, he threw his gun, and he also had a pistol. And then he just tried to, like, blend in with the people that were freaking out. Yeah, yeah. And he left campus, right, mm -hmm. and was arrested later. That's Yeah, he went to Subway after this. And McDonald's, too, I saw. Oh, was it just McDonald's? I, no, I both. I, I think he went to both, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so he purchased that rifle in February, legally in February, 2017. Although his, uh, police have been called to his house 39 times. He had all sorts of, of mental illness issues that were well documented, documented. The FBI had been notified on multiple occasions about him. Um, but we should go into that a little bit. Yeah. Later. I want to talk about the FBI in a little bit. Cause Rick Scott is calling for the resignation of FBI director, Christopher Ray over this, which is a pretty, bold move or bold thing to call for. Um, I wanted to highlight too, just a lot of times we hear like, oh man, he was just a normal kid who nobody could suspect he would ever do something like this. Nobody saw it coming. Not the case with Nicholas Cruz. There's just a brief uh, news clip here about some of his background. Um, and the, I think the thing that sucks the most here is uh, is hearing kids say like, yeah, you know, a lot of people were saying he's probably going to be a school shooter. And then one day he came to school and was a school shooter. So, you know, just a little bit on his background and social Investigators media. Investigators say Cruz had been expelled from the same school last year for behavioral issues, including threatening other students. According to the Miami Herald, Cruz's Instagram page underscored his love of weapons and contained images of Cruz wielding knives and showing off a gun. This morning, BuzzFeed is reporting the FBI was warned last year about the YouTube post from a user named Nicholas Cruz who wrote, I'm going to be a professional school shooter. According to BuzzFeed, agents with the Bureau's Mississippi field office spoke with the person who alerted them back in September and asked to follow up.
up once again after yesterday's shooting. Fellow students say Cruz was a socially awkward kid who had a preoccupation with guns. I was in the vocational school, the alternative school. He went ahead and showed me all his layout of guns and said that how he used to just shoot him around for fun. He's just always been a really crazy kid. Like, and I, I heard him. I heard some people say that one day he would have done this, and unfortunately, I think that was today. Yeah, not not uh, enjoyable testimony to hear. When it's it's so crazy to me that those kids were just a party to a slaughter, and they're very matter of fact and calm, and, and calm. saying, "Yeah, I'm not actually that surprised. Not surprised really, that's that's really unfortunate." And the um, FBI. I mean, after all of this FISA shit, everybody's. Oh man, the the rank and file FBI. We have to think about them. There's still great people in the rank and file FBI. Like, what are they doing? What the fuck is the FBI doing if they're not catching stuff like this? They didn't have to do anything on their own. The information came to them from multiple sources. They failed to investigate. Is it because their resources are are put into all of these fake investigations? Like, I, I don't trust the FBI at all. Does anybody at this point? Well, I mean, there was Russian shit posting. I mean, we gotta gotta get that under control. I, I don't want to spend too much time on Cruz. Everybody knows about Cruz. Cruz is a piece of shit. I hope he rots in jail. Um, I did want to highlight this Aaron Feiss for a couple of reasons. Um, one, because these are the people that we want to remember from incidents like this. So um, Aaron Feiss was a football coach, you know, a security guard and an alumnus at uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. So he died reportedly shielding students um, from the shooter and, of course, was himself shot. Witnesses say additional students would have died were it not for, for Aaron Feist. Um, when the gunfire broke out, Feist quickly sacrificed himself as a human shield. One student recounts, he shielded two students from being shot. He took the bullets himself. As I was be- being escorted out of the building, I had to step over him. Right then oh and there, God. I knew he had been dead or injured. Says Feist's sister, he was a protector a coach and an educator who would do anything to protect kids. There was some uh, additional testimony from uh, Colton Hobb, I think is how you pronounce it. Colton Habe, Hobb, H-A-A-B. He's a junior ROTC student uh, who used Kevlar sheets uh, used for the junior ROTC marksmanship program to shield students. He appeared on Fox and Friends and um, and was talking about how to solve these sorts of things. But he said himself, you know, if... Um, if Feist had his firearm, I think Feist probably could have done a lot more to um, to minimize damage that day. So this is uh, student Colton Hobb at uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. I don't think that we're going to get gun control in such a quick enough response. Um, I believe that if we did bring firearms on campus to teachers that are willing to carry their firearm on school campus, if they got their correct training for it, um, I think that would be a big beneficial factor into school safety. Just because, I mean, if Coach Feist had had his firearm in school that day, I believe that he could have um, most likely stopped the uh, threat. Yep. So, um, all the best to Coach Feist's family and, of course, to everybody affected by this. But, uh, but man, I mean. Can you imagine? Ins- I mean, doing something that's so selfless. And it's something that he did for children that, that weren't his own. You know, he, he yeah. felt he took his job seriously. Yeah. And he really felt the weight of the responsibility of protecting his students. And so, so sad. Yeah, it's, it's a major bummer. And uh, we'll talk about I, – I, I wish – that's, I mean, I wish someone was there to, to stop this guy in the way that, that Colton Hobb is describing. We'll, we'll talk about that towards the end here. Tell me about, um, 
how this became a, a an insane case of fake news as well. No, well, no. right after we were ch- we were chatting online um, as this was happening, and like I see the picture of the kid. His last name is Cruz, and then I start getting some news about like what the victims were like, and it seems to be a lot of white women, a lot of white women. And then I hear I see all these crazy headlines like white nationalist, white nationalist, white nationalist. And I'm reading the Salon article, and they actually reference 4chan in the Salon article. So you know. My my spidey senses start tingling, and I'm like, all right, this might be a, a 4chan troll. Um, so initially, I, I messaged you, and I was like, I think this is a 4chan troll. But then so many people had confirmed it that I was like, this must be real, right? Like this, so many people are reporting on it. Well, we had <laughs> joked in the days prior to like, how long till he suddenly becomes a white nationalist, or how long until yeah. suddenly this becomes a way to blame the whites for what yeah, happened? Yeah. Like we we had kind of predicted this. I wish I had posted it publicly so I could brag about it, but you'll have to take our word for it in the Skype chat. It's real. Yep. Um, yep. Or at least we're tossing around the idea because this just seemed the way this was reported seemed really hasty and nonsensical to your point doesn't seem to make sense that some guy motivated by white identity would go in and mow down mostly white people. Why? Nope. Uh, yeah, I didn't really get the vibe that this was racially motivated, but just based on who he targeted, his last name. I mean, <laughs> it's like, come on. I can't believe... And you can just tell how thirsty people are for this narrative because it was just spread like wildfire. Yeah. And, and it seemed like in a matter of just hours, it was just on every... So this was actually started by the ADL. Um, they initially reported that he was in a white supremacist group in Florida. Uh, so I guess what had happened is they had combed through 4chan and they saw some people talking about this and they interviewed this guy, George Jarob, who runs this small white nationalist group in Tallahassee, um, the Republic of Florida. And I, I've just heard stories about this guy. Apparently he's some kind of notorious troll. I, I, everybody's unfamiliar with this group. It has like 10 people in it. Um, so I guess because the ADL reported it and they're controlling a lot of the mainstream media's content, everybody kind of felt safe to, to report this. This is what they do. It's like if the ADL or the Southern Poverty Law Center says something, oh, just put it up there uncritically because they monitor the hate. So it must be true. I mean, this is the same ADL that said Pepe is a hate symbol. The Southern Poverty Law Center that relies on self-reported social media data on hate mm-hmm. crimes. Th- these people, these these groups are more deserving of scrutiny than anybody. Yet they yeah. just put their claims up there uncritically. Well, they just talked to this one guy and then some other people from this Discord server called and said like, yeah, I knew him and I know that he was seen at some of these meetings. But it was all yeah. people from the same group kind of corroborating the story to mm-hmm. ABC News and then the ADL it looked like it was um, independently corroborating the story, but it, was at, it came from the same, it was circular right. reporting. You know, we've seen this before yeah. in the last few weeks. Um, but a few hours after this happened, law enforcement agencies came out and said that there was no evidence linking Cruz to the Republic of Florida. So naturally, uh, by this time, ABC has already tweeted that, that he's a white supremacist out. That got 35,000 retweets. <laughs> and it's 30, now deleted, by the way. That one's deleted. gone. Yeah. There is still this one. I have it up on the screen now. Just in ADL tells ABC it has credible information linking Florida shooting suspect Nicholas Cruz to white supremacist group called Republic of Florida. Now watch what happens when we click the link these days. Oh, funny. It just goes to the ABC main page because they deleted the article. They deleted the article, but that was the only tweet that they left up. I mean, later they retweeted um, the police saying that there was no connection. Like, but they didn't print a retraction. They just deleted that tweet. 35,000 people. Ha, have that information in their mind that this person was a white nationalist and it's been verified by multiple trusted news yeah, sources. Yeah, and I saw, like on Twitter, I um, I follow a lot of 
like like-minded YouTubers, of course, but I follow a lot of people who are relevant to my life outside of politics and YouTube and stuff. People in sports, for example, people in culture who I may not agree with on politics, but I still, you know, want to follow them. A lot of people were, you know, quote tweeting that out and saying, oh, disgusting, terrible. That's how I found out about it was there was a former athlete that I follow who tweeted that out and said, just disgusting. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's probably... I have I have some skepticism about this, but we'll see we'll see where it goes. I mean, well, they just whole... jumped on it. Yeah. Oh, I want to read this ADL quote. Uh, do you have that up? Yeah. Um, ADL shared information from our experts on extremism and claims from white supremacists that we believed could be helpful to both law enforcement and the public due to the fluid and evolving nature of the events. An ADL spokesperson said in a statement on Friday, confirmation of whether Cruz was a part of ROF is now in the hands of law enforcement. They're just passing the buck. That's, yeah. And that's what the Broward Sheriff's team is looking into. And they've come out now and said, nope, no connection, but no one has issued a retraction as far as yeah, that's, I can tell. And that's the thing that sucks is they just say, they don't say, Nicholas Cruz was part of a white nationalist group. They say the ADL is saying, and then they yeah. say the sheriff is saying, so they feel like they don't have to retract because we're just reporting what people, what are, saying, people are saying, except yeah. you're not scrutinizing what they're saying. If I, if I, um, if I say that Nicholas Cruz was a Muslim, if I put that out, are you think they're going to report that uncritically? No. No, no, of course not. And, and if they did, they should face the consequences. If I say, Oh, he was an ISIS operative. Yep. You can't just you can't hide behind that shield when your job as a journalist is to scrutinize claims. Yeah, and, yeah, and and their their defense now is like, oh well, people lie to us. It's like, oh, so so you don't just assume people are lying to you all the time and look into every claim that anybody makes. Like yeah. your job as a journalist, right? What is wrong with you people? They're not people, betting shit, and now everybody can see it, and so people are just going to go crazy. They're yeah. going to be getting fed fake news left, right, and sideways now. People come to you with a claim, whether you find the claim to be credible or not. You say. That's interesting. May I see your evidence? Yeah. And it's not because you're trying to be dismissive of the person. It's because that's proper protocol for someone who has the responsibility of delivering true information to the public. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so this group, this 4chan group, they organized on Discord after an ABC reporter reached out to them. Initially, they made claims of knowing crews for years. Then they got the reporters on the phone so that there would be less of a paper trail. And that's where they did most of their magic. Um, and they spent 18 hours convincing this ABC News reporter that they were classmates of Cruz. They've seen him at ROF rallies. And ABC printed the unverified story. It was picked up by every leftist outlet. So after that, the 4chan group was like, all right, we got to start walking this back, guys, because, you know, this, this has gone <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. So Jared, um, what, what was his last name? I always forget. Um, ROF dude. He came out and was like, yeah. I was confused. And I didn't, you know, I, I didn't mean to mislead everybody and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And then the the people from the Discord server just released all of the conversations with these ABC people. Um, so ABC, it specifically like really, really, really fucked up. So I was yeah. really interested going through their Twitter today, seeing all the tweets that they had deleted. <laughs> without, without acknowledging. Without and that's what's interesting too. According to this reporting in Politico, there was a paper trail on behalf of 4chan saying, oh, this is a prime trolling opportunity. We have to take advantage of this or you have to take advantage of this. Any seemingly any investigation into the origin of this would have revealed it as a hoax. I know it's like 4chan is your source. Are you out of your mind? Those people are genuinely distrustful of the media and will do anything they can to derail your investigation just to show the, uh, just to show people that you're incompetent. Yeah. And even this headline, like I still find to be a little bit unsatisfactory because it's not you know, how the mainstream media done fucked up by fueling, <laughs> fueling a white nationalist conspiracy yeah. theory without checking the evidence. Instead, it's how white nationalists fooled the media about Florida shooter. 
Whether or not they're white nationalists, I don't know. But even if they are, is that really relevant or is that just kind of a way to stab at them, to jab at them? What's the, the key point here is that media figures are accepting information that confirms their bias without asking any critical questions. I don't care if that comes from a white nationalist or an Islamist or a left winger or a right winger or anyone. Yeah. I don't care who's supplying it. That's not the key information that's relevant here. And everybody's so cynical, and I fall into this category too. Something like this happens where immediately everybody's like, well, was he white? <laughs> this is a white guy. <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to know right away. And that just yeah. speaks volumes to the racial situation we have in our country. Everybody's on pins and needles it's, all the time. It's inter- I mean, everybody races to try to make it fit fit their political narrative. And I can't pretend like I'm not guilty of this to some extent too. It's like, oh, was was he white? If he was white, did he, was he a white nationalist? Was he Muslim? If he was Muslim, then it's clearly an Islam thing. I mean, if we, we, we all do that to some extent. It's kind of a bummer. I wish we'd all just take a chill pill and assess the facts first and move on. Yeah, later. but I had to ready myself for the possibility that this was a white nationalist and I was just going to be dealing with shit from leftists, you know, for the next five months. Um, You're and not going to be dealing with anything. Like, You're banned on Twitter. I know, right? Uh, initially, it seemed like <laughs> a credible story. Like, I was totally convinced it was a troll, but then they were like, no, we confirmed with people that have seen him at rallies. We confirmed with people that went to his high school that said he was involved in this organization. All bullshit. They got all of this just from people. It's all hearsay from trolls. Trolls, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just makes you think about all the news they released in the last year, and it's like their bar for evidence is so yeah. incredibly low. And check out, I sent this to you the moment it was out because I sent this to you on Skype. I screen capped the Huffington Post, their main page. And I'm glad that I did because you'll find no record of this anymore. I said, oh, here we go. Here's how, here's how we can blame it on white identity. Uh, Shooter was a white supremacist, the main page of the Huffington Post on Thursday, I believe. Not true. No retraction. And by the way, they're not saying ADL says. They're just saying it straight up. Take your retraction anytime, Huffington Post. Maybe they have. Truth be told, I haven't checked. I'm just speculating it might be difficult to find. Hmm. Unreal. Okay. Uh, I did mention I wanted to talk about uh, Rick Scott and the uh, FBI director. So Rick Scott, uh, as I said, is calling for the resignation of FBI director Christopher Wray uh, as a result of the mishandling uh, or alleged mishandling of some of the some of this uh Parkland school intelligence or tips that was delivered to them. So we heard on the news report earlier and mentioned um, prior that there was a YouTube comment by Nicholas Cruz, not like school shooter, 69, 420 snipe shot, whatever his name, his real name spelled how it's actually spelled. Though, right. Of which Said, there are only 13 in the country and six of them live in Florida. The FBI could have figured this out. Right. So I, I thought that was the only report to the FBI, but that's not actually why Governor Rick Scott is calling for the resignation of, um, of Christopher Ray. He's calling um, for a January tip. And the January tip was called into the FBI's general tip line. Um, and this tip call said, uh, hey, I know this guy, Nicholas Cruz. He has a gun. He wants to kill people. Oh There's God. potential of him conducting a school shooting. Now, the FBI admits that they received this information and that it should have been forwarded to the Miami field office and it was not and no further investigation was ever conducted. The FBI also admits to receiving that September tip about the Nicholas Cruz YouTube comment saying, I'm going to be a professional school shooter. The agent in charge of the FBI's Miami division said the agency investigated but could not identify the user who made the comment, even though the comment was 
made under the name Nicholas Cruz. Oh my God, you're the FBI. You're the you can FBI. find Russian collusion, that Russian yeah. collusion needle in the haystack of nonsense that you, a guy's name is on it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, <laughs> and, and they're still demanding that they be a trusted agency. It's like, get fucked. You guys can't do anything but subvert our democratic process. You can't yeah. even catch a school shooter before it happens, even though everybody knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Incompetent. I mean, incompetent. I have some conflicting thoughts about this because I'm not comfortable with the FBI being overly aggressive with people's online comments. Like that's a dangerous precedent to set. But the fact that the FBI is just saying, well, we couldn't find anything. We couldn't find who we want. No. no. I, d- <laughs> no. I mean, this, this, this also shows that the FBI, the government and the media, they're disconnected from internet culture. They don't understand it. Just in that salon article, the yeah. way that they were talking about 4chan, like it was some dark corner of the internet that's only accessible through some secret password that only white nationalists know. It's like, you guys don't understand internet culture. The FBI needs to be doing stuff yeah. like employing people from 4chan. 4chan would have found this guy in four fucking seconds. That's true. We should hire them. We I mean, come them. on, like 4chan, a bunch of these like trolley nerds are doing a better job at national security than our FBI. They're more yeah. capable. I want to hire military vets for school security and I want to hire 4chan exactly. vets for investigative purposes. I yeah. mean, this is, this was a dangerous troll. I can't, I can't be like, this is a good thing, but, but you know, any opportunity to reveal to the general public how little vetting the mainstream media is doing is probably a net positive yeah i mean um yeah i see i see what you're saying like there's a there's a real damage that comes out of it but there's there's a positivity too i don't know i'm a big fan of i shouldn't i don't know like uh when i'm a big fan of of things that expose the 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 just breakdowns in what should be proper protocol for a journalist i do think that aggressively selling a story. This is what's interesting is if I understand the story correctly, they didn't go straight to, um, to the reporters and say, Hey, I've got a hot tip that he's a white supremacist. They use the ADL and that exposes. That's not real. The, the ADL, uh, I guess somebody like planted it in the ADL, but the ABC reporters approach people from 4chan. Oh, that's the origin. Well, that's even worse than that's not the origin. The ADL is the origin of this. I don't I don't know. I mean, they were passed off this information. But as far as a- how ABC became involved, they heard about it from the ADL. Yeah. And then they reached out. They like looked through 4chan. They reached out to people on 4chan. Oh, so that that was the, the scrutiny they applied was they they checked their 4chan sources. Right. They? <laughs> and then they got them on the phone. And that's how they got all this information. Yeah. Yeah. The phone call. I mean, you can find the identity. Uh, yeah, all, all this stuff is so interesting. Like the breakdown in investigation of the, of the journalist, the breakdown in investigation of the FBI. I mean, I can't get over the FBI. You can find Russian shit posters. Yeah. But you can't find Nicholas Cruz. Yeah. Ugh. You can look through all of our texts if you want to. You can do anything. We're all being monitored heavily at all times, but they can't fucking figure this out. Hmm. They didn't even have to figure it out. Other people figured it out for them and warned them about it. They can't yeah. follow through and it's just buried in all this bureaucracy. I want to, uh, I want to talk about the political reaction. Cause I got a lot to say about Connecticut senators, Richard Blumenthal and Chris Murphy. We got Bernie Sanders chiming in, uh, MSNBC segment, a bunch of hilarious Twitter reactions from fools. And then I talk about solutions. Do you want, should we just get through that? And then, yeah. uh, okay, let's get through that first. So, uh, Okay, so these are this is Connecticut's Senate delegation. Um, both of these guys are 
hawkish on the gun control issue because they, well, presumably because they both come from Connecticut, the Sandy Hook state. I can understand the, I can understand their perspective, but I disagree wholeheartedly with a lot of their talking points. So first we'll hear um, Chris Murphy on the Senate floor and then, um, and then Richard Blumenthal on MSNBC with Chris Matthews. So turn on your television right Here's now. Chris You're going to see scenes of children running for their lives. What looks to be the 19th school shooting in this country. And we, by the way, 18 was fake. 19 is faker. <laughs> yeah. That's not at all true. I made a video about this. If you yeah. guys haven't watched it anyway, proceed, Mr. Murphy. We have not even hit March. Let me just note once again for my colleagues that this happens nowhere else other than the United States of America. This epidemic of mass slaughter, this scourge of school shooting after school shooting. It only happens here not because of coincidence, not because of bad luck, but as a consequence of our inaction. We are responsible for a level of mass atrocity that happens in this country with zero parallel anywhere else. As a parent, it scares me to death that this body doesn't take seriously the safety of my children. And it seems like a lot of parents in South Florida are gonna be asking that same question later today. Uh, and then he tweets out, don't tell me tomorrow. Uh, it, it, well, actually, I'll get into this point in a second, because this is the one that Blumenthal um, reiterates on MSNBC. It's basically saying, if you don't agree with me, you're an accomplice in the slaughter to the rest of the congressional delegation. But um, I wanted to talk about his point, his, his main point being there. There's zero parallel. This doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. I seem to recall similar incidents in Paris. I recall similar incidents in London. Uh, it's not always by gun. Recall the 2014 China knife attack, 33 dead, 130 injured. Um, those are, of course, anecdotes. So don't take my word for it. Take PolitiFact's word for it. Yes, PolitiFact, that, uh, that famous um, supplier of right-wing propaganda PolitiFact. <laughs> we find that here. So this is a very similar comment to one um, President Barack Obama made back uh, after a similar incident. Um, I forget which shooting he was responding to, but Barack Obama said, this type of mass violence does not happen in other advanced countries. It doesn't happen in other places with this kind of frequency. PolitiFact rated that claim as mostly false. And they cite some academic research that shows that, um, that if you, if you consider the numbers and the data are cited in the piece here, um, the U S doesn't rank number one. Uh, and it shows the rate at which mass shooting fatalities happen per hundred thousand people. The U S has a lower rate than Norway, Finland, and Switzerland. Um, still, while the U.S. did rank in the top one third of the list, the fact that three other countries exceeded the U.S. using this method of comparison weakens the claim that it doesn't happen in other places with this kind of frequency. In at least three other countries, the data show it does. Now, I don't want to get into this contest of like who's the worst at this sort of thing. They're all terrible. They all suck. I don't want to see it happen anywhere. But the, the, these people lying to you saying... It's a uniquely American problem. You'll right. never see it anywhere else. Not true. 
Well, they want to make this about guns, but they don't address that there are consequences, like external consequences to having no gun ownership, like what we've seen happen in the UK, which I always hear British people talk about our gun problem, whatever, because that, that population can't defend themselves. They live in like a total police state. Their demographics are being destroyed. Uh, 1,400 girls were basically sexually enslaved by Muslims and nobody gave a fuck. You think if those families had guns that something like that would happen? I mean, it, it, this isn't just about guns. It's about what happens when your society can't have guns. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I want to get to the next point too here, this, this point of, um, of being complicit. Uh, so I'll bring it up here. Oh, where's my video feed? Hold on. Uh, so anyway, Chris Murphy... We need action. Tweeted out that if you're not, um, if you're not with me, or don't tell me tomorrow that it, it isn't the appropriate. Sorry, don't tell me tomorrow isn't the appropriate time to debate gun violence. If you're a political leader doing nothing about this slaughter, you're an accomplice. Again, agree with me or be an accomplice to mass shootings. That's great. Richard Blumenthal says much the same thing uh, with Chris Matthews on MSNBC. We need action. And the Second Amendment, I'm a law enforcer. I believe in the Constitution, but no right is absolute. And common sense measures consistent with the Second Amendment are absolutely acceptable under our laws. And I think these excuses for failing to move forward are really reprehensible. It makes Congress complicit in these deaths. I mean, they just want to add additional laws, even though existing laws aren't being enforced. So that's going to be some kind of magical cure for this. It's like, well, what if you're not you're not enforcing existing laws? And you think that adding another one on the pile of the shit's going to make it better? I, I don't. And they just say, well, if, who would oppose common sense laws? Tell me what they are. Well, what, what is what that? The, that's what a meaningless your proposal term. Is. Yeah. Common sense law, irrelevant. This is a constitutional right. I, I don't care about your common sense reform. That's not a thing. Yeah, Bernie Sanders has some similar commentary about this. So I'll save my constitutional commentary for him coming up in a second. I did want to highlight, speaking of MSNBC, uh, this segment, did you see this segment with um, Nicole Wallace? And I forget the name of her guest. But the idea here is that, oh, you know, you know why we're talking about Parkland and Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School? Because most of the victims were white. Ah! Whoops, wrong one. Let's, uh, here's the clip. Every day in certain communities, babies are walking to school, having to deal with gun violence. Every day in this community, certain parent, in certain communities, certain parents are burying their children because of gun violence. So there are some people in this country right now, folks that I know who are in my family who are friends, who've had to deal with this matter as, a, as, as this issue, as a matter of a circumstance. You're making a racial point as well, that, 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 that people in, in, yeah. in urban settings, this is, we're talking about this because, let's be honest, 17 white kids were, I mean, mm -hmm. I think you're making yes. a point, Eddie. <laughs> oh, come Did on. Nobody... Well, why don't you guys take it one step further and then you can talk about black crime and how you have a gun problem in your own community that you can't sort out because of single motherhood. Let's talk about that. That's and that's what he's referencing is in certain urban communities. But what he's using urban, a euphemism. Talk about it then, dude. Right, he's using a euphemism for the black community, and it's like, who ignores that? The only people who ignore that are Black Lives Matter, who say that's an irrelevant issue. Nobody ignores that. And by the way, did, did, did was Dylan Roof not covered? Did, did nobody report on Dylan Roof? Nobody cared about that yeah. when he who shot up that? the black I've church. I've never heard that story. No, nobody cared because the victims were black, <laughs> of course, right? 
it's just so outrageous. What an obnoxious. Can you imagine being the parents of a victim at this and you hear some MSNBC skank talk about how everybody only gives a shit because they were white? This white guilt thing is totally out of control. People hate the media because of this. It's of bad. This. Um, and I didn't even, I didn't, I can't, I can't stop myself. I have so many clips, but I got back home today and I saw Bernie Sanders on Meet the Press and Bernie's talking about um, his ideas for gun control and they're just insane. So here's, um, here's Bernie this morning with Chuck Todd. The tragedy that we saw in Parkland is unspeakable and all over this country, parents are scared to death that, of what might happen when they send their kids to school. But we have got to do everything we can to protect the children. What does that mean? You say everything we can. Country. Does that mean uh, raising the age and when you purchase an AR-15? Does that mean limiting the purchases yes. of AR-15s? What does it mean? Yeah, look, Chuck, what I just told you is that for 30 years, I believe that we should not be selling assault weapons in this country. These weapons are not for hunting. They are for killing human beings. These are military weapons. I do not know why. We have five million of them running around the United States of America. So, of course, we have to do that. Of course, we have to make it harder for people to be able to purchase weapons. We have people now who are on uh, terrorist uh, watch lists right. who can purchase a, a weapon. Does this make any sense to anybody? I do not know why. Because, because people need to defend themselves. It's okay. Yes, it is a hunting weapon. And by the way, most hunting weapons, if you're going deer hunting, most people are going to use a higher caliber. Yeah. They're not going to use a 223 from an AR-15. It's not going to be sufficiently powerful. So we're going to ban the AR-15 or make it impossible to buy. But all the hunting rifles, higher caliber hunting rifles, those are just fine. Yeah. Even even though if Nicholas Cruz has one, he could do the same damage. Or to the Super Chatter's point earlier, shotgun, handgun. Shotgun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Everybody wants to make this about guns, but it's always a young man. And we need to look at why young men are falling through the cracks in society, why there was nobody in this kid's life that could reroute him, that could push him into a different mm. direction, nobody that could counsel him, that could help him with his clear mental illnesses. I, I even read a report that he was hearing voices. Jeez. It's like, you know, and it's always some young man that has problems with girls. He's, he's made fun of. He doesn't have a strong male role model. Um, this is this is a real cultural decay issue. I was listening to Tucker Carlson the other day, and he's like, we've had assault rifles for as long as I can remember. He's in his 50s now. And this, this school shooting thing, it's really a thing of the last decade, two decades. I mean, when was Columbine? That was like the, the ushered in an era. 99, I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been that long. Um, and I think that it just shows that we have a, a, a larger cultural problem that's affecting young men especially. The uh, the subtler points in Bernie's commentary there are constitutional in nature, and they that that's what's particularly troublesome beyond a misunderstanding of the rifle. So the Second Amendment, he makes this distinction: it's not for hunting. Well, the Second Amendment is not about hunting; it's about right. protection of life and liberty. And I don't want to surrender that to the state. Mm -hmm. I would like, sure, some state protection is cool. I'd like to call nine one one and have some people come here when I have an emergency. But at the end of the day, there's going to be a delay in that. And I am not going to surrender my ability to defend my life and liberty, my family's life and liberty and my property from someone who wants to take them. I, right, not only do right. I not want to surrender it, but I, the, the state can't respond fast enough under, even if they're, even if they're, even if they respond in a couple minutes, sometimes a couple minutes is too late. And then so what's the, the, what's their long-term plan here? They want people to turn over their guns 
like do or have they really thought this through what what's going to happen if people if federal agents come to people's houses and try to take their weapons this is going to this means a civil good war. luck I, I was talking well here's what I, I was talking to um i was just doing a patron hangout the other day and i was talking about this because i thought we were talking about the the, the feasibility of such a thing and i and if if someone from the government knocked on my door and said hey i'm here to take your firearms i would say i don't have any firearms sorry and then if they said no we're going to come through your home and search i'm going to say what, what, uh, what is your probable what cause basis? to do that? Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, if they're searching my home for mm-hmm. firearms, the Bill of Rights no longer means anything yep. at all. Uh, I wanted to speak on this too. Um, Bernie says, how does it make any sense uh, to, ha- to have people on the terror watch list able to buy guns? How does it make any sense to revoke a constitutional right without due process of law, Bernie? The people on this list... Okay, this this terror watch list, they've been convicted of nothing. They've been put on a list by a bureaucrat that is not due process of law. You may not like the Second Amendment, but you're setting a precedent that we can revoke constitutional rights without due process of law. Understand that's what he's advocating for. Right. That's bad. I'd like to hear him defend that. Uh, yeah, and with the mental illness thing, some of these mental illnesses are uh, are trivial. Like having a minor amount of anxiety isn't going to make you a prime candidate for oh yeah yeah school shooter. You know, being schizophrenic, you know, probably will. So this is a real slippery slope. This is, this is a dangerous thing. Are we going to revoke people's constitutional rights for mental illnesses? I mean, who's deciding where where that line is when you're too mentally ill to to be awarded your constitutional rights? What do you, what do you do? How do you even do this? What they want. I don't know. And to your point, like th- there's so much, there's so much nuance and difference in conditions too. Like we can't just lump it, Mental illness is not a box that you check, right? right? Mentally ill or no. Yeah. Like that's not, that's, it's much more complex than that. And, and especially with today's definitions of, of mental illness, like DSM five, it, it basically every girl I know has borderline personality disorder. It's like hmm. with a widening definition of what mental illness is, I trust doctors less and less who decides Who's the most responsible person to decide who can and cannot own a gun? Yeah. Uh, and certainly the more you reduce the amount of people making that decision, like if it's in the hands of one person, it's in the hands of one bureaucrat to make that type of decision. The concept of due process is out the door. And if you really hate the second amendment that much, then go ahead and repeal the second amendment. But as long as it is a constitutional right, as long as it is a part of the bill of rights, I want it treated the same as the rest of them. I don't want to, I don't want to be put on a terror watch list and say, sorry, Matt, you can't have a YouTube channel anymore. You can't have free speech. The government has shut that down because you've been put on a list by some guy in DC without a fair trial or a fair hearing. I don't want that. And I suspect most people, you shouldn't, if maybe you're not the biggest guns person, but the precedent you're setting is for the rest of your rights to be removed because somebody said so somewhere. Not good. For basically any reason though. Yeah. 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 Uh, I want to get through these tweet reactions quickly in the interest of time here. They're just so dumb that I had to, I had to highlight them. Uh, <laughs> some good ones this week though. Uh, Pierce Morgan. Oh, I love me a good Pierce Morgan tweet. Uh, so the Florida, this is fake news in addition to a bad take breaking Florida shooter terrorist. Nicholas Cruz was a white supremacist. Can you even imagine how fast laws would be changed if he had been a Muslim shooter or terrorist? Apparently he forgets Orlando and he forgets San Bernardino after which gun laws did not change. And he's British. Shouldn't he know a thing or two about the dangers of Islam at this point in time? I don't know. And of course the white supremacist stuff, not true. So he deleted the tweet, but still stands by the sentiment. 
Yeah, I did see Jeff Holiday talking about it. I saw Mundane Matt talking about it too. Yeah. Talking about this tweet? No, talking about how he was a white supremacist. And then I also saw how they were like tying in internet blood sports. Mr. Medicare made a video about this today. It was really good. Oh yeah, um, I saw you link that to me. I'll have to check. Yeah, so that's the or, that's the nature of that video. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got we got YouTuber fake newsers, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, this uh, was perpetuated widely. Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as they play them the fake news button for themselves. Nobody um, does, though. I feel like I genuinely try to issue some kind of retraction when I fuck up. And this is a big fuck up. I feel like anybody that did this has to be like, yo, I was wrong. Deleting the tweets, not enough. No, yeah, of course not. You got to acknowledge it. Yeah. ABC. Uh, <laughs> CNN <laughs> is characterizing Florida's gun laws. In Florida, um, you can buy as many guns as you want at one time. Florida doesn't regulate that. Also, in Florida, you don't need a permit to conceal carry a rifle or a shotgun. Although you do need one to conceal carry a handgun. I would like to see a guide Wait, from... What? <laughs> okay, so uh, the idea of concealed carrying a handgun, right? Like carrying yeah. a handgun on you that is not in plain view, that is regulated. Um, I don't know if it's in all states. It, it varies by state. But the idea is that in a lot of states, um, you have to get a permit for that. Okay. In, but the idea of getting a permit for concealed carrying a rifle or a shotgun presumes that you could, in fact, conceal oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. a rifle or a shotgun. What, do you, what would you do? Like shove it down your pant leg? No or like a huge trench coat with a fat suit yeah. that you could stuff it in? I mean, these are not small items. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, uh, maybe a pant leg, like put the barrel down your pant leg and walk <laughs> stiffly. I, I, <laughs> The reason that Florida doesn't regulate this is because it's preposterous. Because it's preposterous, yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. And then um, Rick Wilson, everyone's favorite anti-Trumper, Rick Wilson, was talking. I don't know if this was before or after the breaking news of the shooting on February 14th. Um, but he says, you're a hell of a lot more likely to be killed in Florida by an opioid overdose than MS-13, but my base, making fun of um, Republicans for... I guess, pandering to their base about the gang rather than the drug epidemic. To which famous author Stephen King responds, don't tell that to the parents of the kids who got shot in Broward County today, sport. Now, if that doesn't make any sense to you... It's because he thought MS-13 was MS-16, which I did. M-16. Or M-16, <laughs> which I did on the show two weeks ago. Yeah, on the call-in show, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I can't even make fun of this guy because I did the exact same thing. We gotta get those. Got to get all that WD-40 off the street, too. It's just lubricating everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yes, uh, Stephen King confusing MS-13 for presumably an M-16. An M-16 is a military rifle. Anyhow, that's not I can what see how that happens. I don't know. You, you hear it in the media a lot. I think that's why I said it. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. In, in any case. Stephen King's higher profile, so it's funnier. And when you <laughs> when you say it, we we give it. You are fake news. Very fake news. So it's fine. We do it to ourselves. Real quick before we move along, I, I, I promise some practical solutions talk. Um, and I want to play this clip to frame my thoughts on this. And I want to warn people: this is not graphic, but there is footage circulating from within the school, and this doesn't show images of any violence, but the audio really conveys um, the type of terror that we're looking at in situations like what happened in Parkland um, and elsewhere. So if you don't want to hear the sounds associated with 
turn it down, come back to us in 30 seconds. I want to play this because I want, I think it adds context to my thoughts on the issue. So this is, this is sound and some images from, from inside the school. I'm able to show you, maybe we can take a look at that. Holy. That is the sights and sounds of a bunch of children and educators with no way to defend themselves from a crazy person. And if you accept that people like that exist, people like Nicholas Cruz exist, there is no law on a book that will stop him from doing what he just did there. There are, in my opinion, there are only physical barriers and there is physical force that will, um, yeah, you but Aaron t- Freese could have stopped him if he had a gun. Aaron Feiss. Aaron Feiss. Aaron well, that's what I'm saying. Physical yeah. force. We protect everything of value with guns. People, money, property. I get it. People are resistant to the idea of like militarizing schools. Look, and this is a local school decision. I'm not saying federal mandate. But if my kids are in school, I want schools protected with trained marksmen not one cop with a handgun for a school of 3200 like parkland i want guys there with rifles that will put a bullet between that guy's eyes the second he tries anything like this um that's what i would want as a parent um i defer to other people's choices on how they want to protect their kids but i don't see any type of law banning things that will stop him from doing what he just did. Uh, I would like to see increased security personnel at schools, hire vets, hire ex-law enforcement, put them to work on security and maintenance and stop guys like this in their tracks. There are, of course, other security options. You could have, you know, reinforced doors, reinforced bulletproof windows, those sorts of things. That doesn't matter, though, if somebody is able to get in. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. But I think we're kidding ourselves if we think like, We'll just make what he's doing illegal. Well, I got news for you. Killing people in cold blood is already illegal too. Yeah. We have to treat the underlying problems. Yeah. And to your point too, um, maybe there might be a cultural fix here. I'm talking about like, how do we stop that event in in progress? But I think your earlier point too about there is some sort of cultural issue at play here because yeah. what if it's psychotropic drugs? I mean, that's something that's really caught on in the last, I don't know, 20 or 30 years. Children, especially young men are medicated for hyperactivity when they're just, you know, they're just curious little boys. We live in this feminized culture where men from a very young age, they're, they're told to stop being antsy to, you know, to suppress all of their masculine tendencies. And I think that the manifestation of that is sometimes just complete murderous insanity. And that's what we're seeing here. That MSNBC segment earlier went on to blame toxic masculinity for all these shootings because they all they all fit a profile. Generally, they do like disaffected young men. Yeah. And there's there's the diagnosis from a lot of those people is, oh, well, they need to stop being so manly and toxically masculine. But maybe to your point, maybe the it's because their true. masculinity has been shamed their whole life. Right. Maybe it, maybe we've got a, maybe we're looking at men and young boys in a terrible way, socially, culturally. Maybe I there's know. something to that. I, I just feel like when, all did, the when did masculine feminism. <laughs> maybe so. I mean, to to your point about the newness of this, at least the school shooting, maybe not mass violence, but the the idea of school 
as the as the venue of choice. That's certainly a trend, uh, and that would speak to some sort of. I don't want to say mistreatment because I don't know who I'm accusing specifically, but if there is some sort of culture that is making young men go crazy. And again, this is not to justify the actions of terrible people like Nicholas Cruz or Adam Lanz or anybody else who might be sick in addition to presumably are sick in addition to being bad guys. But there's something, there's something out of the, out of whack with the way that young men exist or are being treated in our society. I I think that's a big part of the explanation. Nope. I I agree with you. I agree with you. Hmm. Oh, what a bummer. We should probably do some super chat. Yeah, we got through all the shooting talk in, you know, a little over an hour's time. That's not bad, considering I had so many things to talk about. It's just so sad. It's been a terrible week. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, the expert says, hate heel flips, man, kick flips come way easier. Hate heel flips, man, kick flips come way easier. <laughs> yeah, there. he knows. He knows. Uh, three flips were iffy. Were you regular or goofy? Oh, I skate regular. I snowboard regular, too. Left foot forward or right foot forward. Most right-handed people are left foot forward, with some exception. Yeah. Shanalee says, oh, abroad. Notice the pattern that the shooters in mass shootings, as well as other gun violence, don't have a father or quality men in their lives. Mm. Um, if you're going to stop this, look at all the causes. I'm with you. Thanks for tuning in. Redicus, Corinne Gaines signed her own casket, as far as I'm concerned. Talking about a shooter, how many police calls before you were forced into an asylum? I struggle with this question with a schizophrenic dad. Um, I also think about this all the time because there are so many people in on Seattle streets that need to be institutionalized. I told the story before, but I was at the dog park yeah. a few months ago and somebody threatened to slip my throat. This gets a oh, yeah. guy. And you know, these are people that need to be institutionalized, but the the left, they think that it's they're living freer, more self-actualized lives by not being in prison, but really they can't interact with their own environment. So <laughs> we have to have we have to be institutionalizing people. We have to. I mean, I'm with you, Redicus. I don't, I don't know how to go about that, though. I don't know what the solution to that is. Um, Explicit X said, oh, my God, it's the 9-11 of school shootings. Yeah, this was really just terrible. 17 people, God. Um, William Malvo, wow, broke back kosher style? Oh, <laughs> it's the fan art of you and Ben Shapiro. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Thank <laughs> I you. I can imagine Ben wearing a yarmulke. See, see how I did it? Um, when he's getting matzo balled. <laughs> And Matt saying, geez, he also arrives. You yeah. guys are nasty. <laughs> yeah, I Our have seen Brokeback Mountain. That's one of the three movies I've ever seen in my life. Are you serious? Yeah, I have seen it, yeah. I can't get you to watch Star Trek, but you'll watch Brokeback Mountain? I watched it, like, you know, around the time it came out. So, like, what was that, 2000? I was still in high school when it came out. So, like, 2005 or six. Right. Everybody raced to the theater. Every straight man I know raced to the theater to see Brokeback Mountain. I watched it with a buddy of mine kind of as a gag. It was totally not a romantic date of any kind. You watched Brokeback Mountain with I, a buddy of yours? I did, yeah. Were you guys sitting in the dark on a couch or was it at the theater? No, this theater didn't. No, no. It was at the theater. We went, we went to the theater. That's somehow gayer. No, right. no. It's way gayer if you watch it like at, at your home together. So it's just like, you know, two high school kids having a gag viewing of a gay romance just film. Two young men exploring each other's body. Just <laughs> uh, Steven Suarez, what do you all think you would do in a situation where a gunman is shooting and you're part of the crowd? Um, oh, boy. And presuming you're, you're unprepared like these kids were. Like you have nothing at your yeah. disposal, essentially. Uh, 
I do really well in emergency situations. So I would like to think that I keep a cool, calm head and I'd be quiet. Like that chick was just screaming her head off. Yeah. I don't think I would be doing that. But who knows in these situations? Everybody always likes to be like, I wouldn't do it this way. You don't know until you're in that situation. I would have tackled him and I would have saved yeah, the day. I mean, and yeah, I would have I would have curb stomped him right there. I don't. I would hide. It, so much of it depends circumstantially too. Like where are you'd you? like to think you would do something like stop. I mean, maybe if you're in a situation where you come up, you you have a, a, a moment where you're behind him and he's shooting away from you and you could try to tackle him or something. Or maybe you're in a situation where he's aiming directly at you and you're helpless. I mean, yeah. I, there's so much variable circumstance. Let's that move I, that hypothetical to if we were in that classroom where the video footage was. I mean, though, I bet those kids I'd probably, I think you're kind of screwed at, you don't, I don't think you have a hope to fight. I mean, I think I'd be laying prone trying to have some cover behind something. Yeah. You know, I mean, at that point, you're, if he's out in the hall shooting people, you're not going to run out in the hall. Take a bullet That's as soon as you peek out. Joseph Gunnan said, would a possible measure to prevent some of these events like this include laws that put age requirements to purchase certain guns, limiting certain guns to those over 24 might help prevent some of these acts? I'm not convinced it would because I don't see why somebody can't just use a shotgun or a pistol. Like people act like using a handgun or something like that. Like you can't kill anybody that way. Like this is only automatic, right? Let's he might've, he might've done worse he with a shotgun. Done, yeah. I mean, he could have done worse with a shotgun probably. I just am not really convinced that that would that that would do anything. Um, I don't yeah, know. I know I mean, we're the not other proposing thing is a lot of solutions. You'd probably have, I mean, that's the bummer about this stuff too, is especially if you're proposing it at the federal level, I start getting even more hesitant. Yeah. Um, the reality, like in a state like mine, we have effectively no gun laws beyond federal law. Right. And young kids are hunting all the time and we have essentially no gun violence whatsoever yep. um and you know I, I i recognize guns cross state lines and stuff but you can't i think there's some misconceptions about that too like if let's say you you live in washington and you want to come to montana to buy a gun mm -hmm. if you were to buy it from me privately and then it crosses state lines without a background check that's illegal yeah, can't, do that. I can't do that if you were to come here and go to a, a dealer you would have to get a background check to buy it then they would have to ship it or I'm not exactly sure the sequence of events, but in either case, you can't transport it to Washington yourself. It has to go to another federally licensed dealer in Washington, mm -hmm. at which point you'll receive a background check right. and, and it'll be subject to Washington's laws. I believe at that point, although don't quote me on that, but point is like, I, there's no need for incre increased regulation in a state like mine. And it's not as simple as people coming from other States to just buy one here. Cause you can't legally. Now people right. do all the time. People, I mean, you could drive here and you could take a gun from my house and go back to Washington. That's not legal is the point, but you could do it. And outside of the gun legislation, I mean, we, we have to think that there were steps in place that would have precluded this if the FBI wouldn't have been bogged down in its own ineffective bureaucracy. There was protocol, existing protocol that had been, if it had been upheld, would mm. have prevented this from occurring. So really, is it the gun laws that we want to look at right now? Or is it improving existing efficiencies within our own legislation? But I will say, I appreciate that the chatter gave a specific proposal. That's I like true. that. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know that I'd be in favor of it, but at least when people are talking about gun control, I will say thank you for at least giving a specific idea rather than, it's common sense, guys. Oh, yeah, Spare yeah, the guns, yeah. you know. And this is a difficult thing. Like, I, I think my dad today suggested that you um, prevent somebody from buying a gun 30 days after a psychiatric evaluation. 
Oh boy, that's, that's the same because dangerous. You're still suspending somebody's constitutional right. Right. Um, but that was a that, like that appealed to me, you know, because it's temporary. That appeals to me more than an outright ban, like right. especially an indefinite one. Like you're on the terror watch list, so no constitutional rights for you. At least there's a, a period of time associated with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you still would put it in the hands of a, some the person that evaluates you. Uh, yeah. Um, Travis Bay, it's frustrating that groups are being called white nationalist groups because they vaguely have right wing views. To quote Gavin, you talk like a fag and your shit's all retarded. <laughs> Getting my ten dollars worth. Thank you man. for that. Um, I think they really are a white nationalist group, though. That's the thing is, I have no idea anymore. Whenever well, I no, see... That's the, the thing. Me- nobody knows because nobody's ever heard of this fucking group. There's like 10 people in well, it. No well, and it. white nationalists and white supremacists are terms that are just thrown around willy-nilly. So when I see it, I think, eh, probably not. They're probably just like your average conservative, most yep. likely. Um, Hassan Chop says, I hope the conversation can be steered away from gun control versus 2A and towards school safety measures. Yep. Yeah. I, um, I would hope so as well. Agreed. Albertus Magnus 44 regarding gun-free zones and mass shootings. The left creates soft targets from schools by making sure that no one can shoot back. Do not for one minute think that this is unintentional. Wow. That's hmm. really cynical. That is ultra cynical. Um, I saw uh, a, maybe, I don't know. I hate to meme incidents like this. Cause you know, I don't, I don't want to laugh. Uh, the, the, the whole situation sucks, but sometimes comedy is a good therapy thing. It's not laughing at the victims, but it was an image of, a guy holding another guy at gunpoint and the guy's like looking at him all skeptically, the guy at gunpoint, like you, and the caption is you idiot. You can't do that. This is a gun free zone. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, what do you yeah. do? put that down? We don't do that here. I mean, I would feel better about my kids, teachers having guns. I kind of go back and forth on this because I'm not saying I oppose it, but at the same time, I don't know that, that sort of thing, like training and firearms use should be like a teacher's um, a teacher's domain. I'm not saying no, but I guess what I'm saying is I'd rather just have like specialized security personnel. On, yeah, on but what site. if you live in a state like Montana where your average school teacher is going to have a high level of baseline firearms training? I mean, if they're proficient, all I want is, like I said, I want someone who can put a bullet between his eyes when the time comes. If you're a teacher and a marksman, great. I'm just saying like for your average, you know, for your average little old lady third grade teacher, I'm not saying she can't. I'm not I'm not saying we sh- like we should ban it, but I don't yeah, know that we should train her. Though, and so I feel like like, like if she didn't want to learn change. if she didn't want to learn firearm proficiency, I'm not sure it's like it should be a requirement of her job, so to speak. But but I mean, we would weed out some of the liberals. All right, fine. Fair compromise. Um, Maddington says, why does everyone call uh, care about political affiliation? Ted Bundy worked for Republicans and John Wayne Gacy worked for Democrats. Did we really care what party they were? They're serial killing monsters. In this climate, people care because they yeah, want to know sure. what your motive was. It's like we don't understand insanity anymore. Like you can't just be a fucking crazy yeah. mass murderer. It's and it, it came it came from the right too there was all that like fake assignment of him to antifa and marxism and all yeah. this stuff too like yeah. photos that were not him mm-hmm. being circulated yeah um so it's not unique to one side although certainly the mainstream media the abcs of the world are, have a particular horse in that race yeah like they're not picking up the fake photos of nicholas um cruz as a marxist or the no, wrong but only because they have a bias. Right, uh, exactly. C. Hall says right-wing safety squads kill all commies. I'm with you there, bro. <laughs> uh, Gabriel Lopez says Sargon is a faggot today. Oh, no. 
Poor Oh, Simon. no. Jeez. Oh, gee. <laughs> Jeez, guys. Uh, Boogeyman917. Thanks for another great listening opportunity. Cheers. Thank you. Well, thank you. Um, I'll just do a few more. Redicus says, burying babies uh, in black communities. Don't you mean man desert? Man desert that spends more money on weaves than for college? Kami Sanders is a clueless hack that doesn't know what in to put in his mouth. Jeez. Oh, my. Did you hear him say that, though? Um, And then the babies are walking to school. Did you think that was weird? Who said that? Uh, that dude on that, uh, you know, the, oh, the, the MSNBC saying, segment. Paying attention. Yeah. I guess I didn't notice that. That is weird if he I said that. Yeah, I thought it was weird. Um, huh. Okay, let's just do two more right now. First name, you think if shooters begin to use M1... Um, M1 Garands. Is that, is that what that's supposed to say? Oh, M1 yeah. Garands. And yeah. are, are you of this open? Is it just because I'm blind and I can't pronounce no, it? No, it's because I know... I mean, I have an M1 on the mantle, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, or some other World War II era battle rifle, the left would finally admit gun control is such a dead end, or were they simply pushed for even more restriction? You know the answer to that. Well, th that's what's interesting. In an alternate world, let's say he goes in with an M1, right? Standard issue U.S. wooden rifle. Fires a larger caliber round than, than the AR-15 he did. Like, I wouldn't want to be shot by anything, but I guess I'd prefer to be shot by an AR-15 over the M1. That, that's got a serious punch. Like, those things are crazy. They're heavy, too. Anyway, uh, being shot by none of them would be. Ideal. So let's just go with that. But let's say he walks into the school. I bet he, if he was proficient with the M1, it takes a little bit of practice because loading that thing's kind of weird, but let's say you're proficient with it. I bet he could do similar damage with the M1, and then I wonder what the reaction would be. we got to ban these World War II-era wooden rifles? Yes, that's what they would want. Hmm. But they don't say anything about the M1 because it looks like a World War II rifle. They, they care about the scary black AR-15, I think that they, they wouldn't do anything about it until it specifically was used to kill anybody. Right? They probably wouldn't touch it mm. until something bad happened. Well, I hope this intellectual hypothetical stays as an intellectual hypothetical. And I don't want an M1 school shooting. Yeah, so if, yeah. if you're out there and you're thinking of such a thing, Stop it. <laughs> Don't about, stop uh, it. Okay, last one for right now is Albertus Magnus 44. Question. Leftists want to ban and confiscate rifles. What will they do when we refuse? Um, they're, I don't think they're ever going to get to the point where they try to confiscate rifles because fundamentally everybody knows what would happen. And the military would not be on board with that. The military would be like, we are not going to go out and try to get people's guns. Yeah, and keep in mind, their oath is to the Constitution of the United States. Yes. It's not to the president. It's not, it's to, not to Congress. Yep. Yeah, it's to the Constitution of the United States. They wouldn't be defecting. They would be upholding their oath. Exactly. Um, and that's really problematic. I think that the left probably hasn't thought this through. If they think they're going to confiscate people's guns, yeah. people aren't going to turn them in. It's and just to hear Bernie say, like, I don't know why so many people have rifles like that. What, Doesn't Bernie, he have a security when, team? Yeah, do, why do your guys have guns? Bernie? Because he's well, an important person. He actually used to be, I thought, I, I swear I recall him being like more reasonable on the gun stuff because of, of being from Vermont, but maybe I misremember. Maybe you just be used to be less reasonable. I definitely was. I was one of these people that has an emotional reaction to these sorts of things and thinks there's got to be a way we can get this under control. Right. Um, but I found, and I suspect for a lot of these people, I, I, accepted the burden upon myself and thought, okay, I need to learn exactly what we're talking about with these firearms and I need to learn what the applicable law is. And once I sat down and did that, I sort of realized, well, one, there's entirely legitimate constitutional purpose for the vast, for all of these firearms in question. And two, the common sense laws seem to me 
they already exist. I can't, I don't know what else you add to this. Yeah. All right, let's uh, get back to it, and we'll start yeah. for everybody else. All right, let's. Uh, I just got. We'll. We'll. We. We don't have such heavy topics for the rest of the show. I know. So. It's. We have. To, we have to talk about these things, though. We can't yeah. always be the hoax, hate, and surprise, cringe. You know. I, yeah. I mean, I. Um, I don't like the circumstance, but I liked going in depth into this topic. I, of course, wish we were talking about hoax hate this week, but yeah. you know, I'm glad we discussed it, and uh, and chatters as well. So, uh, from super serious to super bizarre, should I just play the news story? We heard it in the, heard it in the intro there. Let's just hop into it. This is a, this is a pastor in, um, in the Pittsburgh area with just a man. He's just at a pickle. This guy, (laughs) this, uh, this pastor Gregory, his last name's Gregory. And we are working breaking news tonight. A local preacher in trouble with the law charged with committing lewd acts in public view. That pastor is accused of engaging in that alleged behavior late last night. In fact, police say someone in the neighborhood spotted the alleged incident going on right outside of his daughter's window and even saw another man get out of the car without any clothes on. If you set your mind on wrong things, you're going to... Think about wrong things. This is video of George Gregory, the preacher at Waterfront Christian Community Church in West Homestead. I have nothing to hide. I did nothing wrong. According to a criminal complaint, police say they found Gregory and another man in a car on Beachland Street, a public street with several homes in plain view. Inside, police say they spotted a man in the front seat completely naked and bound with nylon rope. Police say Gregory was in the back seat. When police asked him what was going on they say he told them quote we were just playing gregory says police have it all wrong i was counseling a young man Look with a drug wife. problem yeah okay. yeah i'll pause it but yeah if you if you're listening if you've got this on youtube and you're listening to us in the background just look at his wife's glare at him from she has her him. mean turtle face on right now yeah Ooh. poor lady i feel so bad for her but well, just she did, she did marry a, a fruit a man who did nothing wrong didn't you hear him yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing I to hide. Him. Did nothing wrong. No wrong. I was counseling a young man with a drug problem. Okay. And it did turn strange, but it wasn't my doing. Okay. Uh, and I, I was adamant that I'm not participating in that way the man in the front seat (laughs) this this bound naked man drove up to me and was like hey you get in and i was like no way man i'm not participating he's like no he had me at gunpoint he told me to get in the car i'm not participating how did he get how did he get tied up he didn't do that to himself oh my god so bad. His pissed off wife is like, listen, we had an agreement where I told you you could just watch gay porn. I didn't tell you anything <laughs> about tying somebody up and throwing them in the front of your car. Poor lady. All right, there's a little more. Told police the behavior was consensual. Police say Gregory stated, quote, they meet up from time to time to play with each other. Church services are held every Sunday at 10 in the morning. When I asked Gregory if he's going to talk to the members of his church, he said, yeah, I'm going to talk to them tomorrow for sure. Gregory and that other man have been charged with indecent exposure and open lewdness. Gregory was issued a summons. He says he hasn't received that yet. <laughs> oh, man. So, a little more to the fact pattern here. Gregory allegedly told the officers that he thought they were in a private place. 
And when an officer said their vehicle was on a well-lit public street in clear view of several homes, Gregory told police, I know. (laughs) (laughs) According to Gregory, he has been working with the man for a few years. He said he and his wife have tried to get the man help. Quote, I won't deny that he began to take his clothes off and propositioned me. But I will deny on a stack of Bibles with God as my witness that I did nothing, Gregory said. Uh, Gregory said he has his, he had his clothes on during the entire alleged incident. So there's, uh, quote, there's no reason for me to be charged with open lewdness. Uh, according to the criminal complaint, Gregory and the other man will receive summons paperwork in the mail. Oh, man. It's just therapeutic sodomy. That's all. <laughs> this, this naked bound man drove up to me. This is what I understand. He admits like a pre-existing relationship. His excuse to the officer is, we were just playing. That's the worst. (laughs) You could not think of a worse excuse. You would say something to the effect of, if you're going to admit a previous relationship, look, I've been working with this drug addicted man and he's having some kind of crazy drug episode and I'm trying to talk him out of it. He's He's being a crazy guy and I'm just here trying to help him out as I do because I'm a pastor and he's a drug addict and I'm helping him through it. Seen, did nothing wrong. Not this like, hey, we, we were just playing, man. We get together. It's just something we do. We get together and play. How, that made it so much worse. That That's like, <laughs> that's the worst did part. You see is, his hand gestures too. He's trying to like play it off like he's not gay. I'm totally not gay. Yeah. I didn't do anything wrong. Things did get Strange, but it was not my doing. (laughs) A man does not tie himself up. A man does not tie himself up with nylon rope. Um, The playing thing. It's like, were you helping a drug addicted man or were you playing? Because you can't say both of those things. And he said both of those things. I was helping counsel a drug addicted man. Also, we were playing. I mean, is the play part of the therapy? Maybe it was, yeah, maybe it was just therapy. It was sex bondage therapy now the whole story is hilarious don't get me wrong i spent a little bit of time thinking like is this in fact justice let's say he's convicted of open lewdness is this in fact justice the bound man confirmed that what they were doing was consensual so there's no coercion there's no rape or assault or anything like that um the crime in question is that what they were doing was in plain view of people's homes so do we consider this a crime, not in the technical sense, but just in the, should it be a crime? No, I mean, philosophical sense. Enough. He's already outed as gay. His wife is going to leave him and he's lost the trust of his church. So, you know, come on. I would attend his church that Sunday. I think it was, I think it's today. Cause I think this happened during the week. So he presumably he had church this morning. He said tomorrow though. I'm going to talk to my congregation tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was last Saturday. Maybe it's been a little bit. I kind of feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder how that church so, um, that church session went. Badly is my guess. <laughs> I wonder if it was more attended or less attended, you know? More attended. I mean, even if I had not been to church in six months, I would have made it for that. <laughs> hmm. Well, keep an eye on George Gregory in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, love that story. At least it was one of the more fun intros to make. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I love, I love like soundbite gold. Like things did get strange um okay but that's all i got to say about uh mr gregory 
I just want to point out that you did tell us that you watched Brokeback Mountain and then took a great interest in a story about gay male bondage. If you can't be entertained by that story, I, I don't care. I didn't say I'm not entertained. I'm just straight, I'm just gay, bi, trans, whatever you are. If you're not entertained by that story, I don't know what to tell you. I'm mostly messing around. Mostly. <laughs> Do you want to talk uh, YouTube and black creators or should we get back into Super Chat? No, let's knock it out. Okay. YouTube put out a tweet this week. Uh, because this week was not only Valentine's Day, but of course the entire month is Black History Month, and YouTube has been promoting this like create Black History hashtag on its official Twitter page, and they've been tweeting out uh, various Black History things because they're an activist uh, company in addition to being a video hosting platform, I guess. Anyway. This was their Valentine's Day poem. And I couldn't believe this was real. I had to like triple check it. I see you t- at YouTube. Yeah. I see the blue check mark. This is, is, this, is this a Photoshop? Is this real? But no, people are replying to it. It is in fact real. Here's their poem. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Subscribe to black creators. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. Doesn't even rhyme. There's no cleverness to it. They're, they're saying... Go onto YouTube, look up black people, and regardless of whether you enjoy the content, whether you appreciate it, whether you value it, whether you find something redeeming about it. You subscribe now. Now. Subscribe based on the color of the skin of the creator. And again, as I said, I don't think they said unsub white people, but is that, is that, is that the same effect? It's like, uh, I didn't want to sub to black creators, but I did unsub a white guy. So that's basically the same thing. I don't know. Did your subscriber count go down? I'm on a hot streak. <laughs> it's been lasting like six months. I'm kind of. I don't. I don't get uh, YouTube's promo. They don't say subscribe to this generic white man, <laughs> but it still works out. But this this is the thing too. I mean, we talk about this all the time. We know there's no such thing as white male privilege on YouTube. I'll tell you that much for sure. I don't yeah. bitch about it. But you could take my videos and have some hot chick make them, and they'll they'll do much better. I accept. That's the way these things work. And I don't blame people for wanting to look at hot chicks. Who doesn't like that? So there's no such thing as, as um, white male privilege on YouTube, but that's part of the reason I'm very proud of what I've been able to yeah. build is because I know it's on the merit of what I've constructed. If you're a black creator who's doing very well, and by the way, there are plenty, we'll talk about Sky Williams in a minute here, you don't want to feel like, oh, did I get a sub boost today because I made a good video or because YouTube told people to subscribe to black guys like me based on the color of our skin. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really think that most black creators think that way, though. Like, I know a lot of black people that were the recipients of, like, college educations that they did not earn because of affirmative action. And not a one of them had, you know, the, the self-awareness to be like, this is why I'm in this college. So I don't think that anybody would be like, this is why I'm getting subscribers. Well, whether they're, <laughs> whether they're realizing it or not, it's, you don't, you don't want to have that questioning. I just, I wouldn't wish that self doubt or that second guessing on anybody. It just sucks. It's, not to mention like, it's so weird how twisted all this social justice stuff has, has gotten not to bring back MLK. Cause I know we'll get into a fight if we talk MLK again, but like a lot of, like if we, if we accept like the civil rights movement, for example, as like a, a a beacon for the concept of social justice, right? Or like a, something like a, a historical concept that they want to build around how twisted it's become that, you know, the idea of judging people, you content creators in this case on their merits has now been reversed to the exact opposite of the philosophy that was born at the time, which is 
look at anybody on their merits, the content of their character, judge accordingly, let's put skin color aside. No, YouTube says, no, skin color's paramount, go find some black guys to sub to. Well, it's the oppression narrative. So weird, man. How can you expect people that have been told their entire lives that they're oppressed to actually think that there's going to be equality? They just want to punish white people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as I said, like the idea that um, the, the every day it's less and less of tinfoil hattery to me that people in of influence in politics and media are anti-white. They are just straight up anti-white racists, if you want to call them that. How was the Obama portrait not the final straw on this? <laughs> yeah, the the artist being with the severed head. Play on the kill whitey thing. It's it's it's, a, it's an artistic metaphor for yeah. socialism, okay. whatever. It was it was actually aesthetically less appealing to me than Kathy Griffin. I thought Kathy Griffin really had the artistic <laughs> angle cornered on, um, you know, well done decapitation depictions. But you, you had said that you actually like the style a little bit, just not what it's depicting. Right? I mean, I like, I like some of the styles of his painting. I, I'm also a painter and I like hyper realism, which is kind of his jam. And then I like flower motifs. So, you know, it's kind of on my alley, but he's had all these perspective problems. I didn't hate it as much as I hated Michelle Obama's that looked like amateur artwork. Like these are the best black artists you guys can find. They're both talentless hacks. Oh, they were two different. Uh, I, I thought they were the same artists. No, they were no. two different ones. Michelle's was a black female artist who was talentless, and Obama's was a black male artist who was talentless. Completely different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the Obama actually, I agree that the Michelle one didn't really look like her. The one that it's just the it's the bizarre green ivy floral yeah. background on the obama one that's just so weird it's I just, undignified too especially juxtaposed with other presidential portraits i look at it and i just cringe like even bill clinton man have any other presidents done this like out of the it's like some of them have done unconventional things like they're yeah. painted with their dogs or something but never yeah. anything this undignified it totally it doesn't have the presidential vibe about it at all it's just weird i mean everything down to even the president's posture in that photo bugged me because he's kind of hunched over in the chair yeah. as opposed to you know upright and just i just i, it, agree. It, I mean obama has always been whether you like him or not i've always found him to be like a charismatic guy and he has look he has a nice smile come on oh, but is but that the, all it takes for you come on i'm not Get saying that makes on. him a great president what i'm saying is it shouldn't be that hard to make him look appealing in a portrait depiction yet this makes him look like angry and menacing almost and just like but that's the thing he didn't care about it he cared about the statement of give a getting an anti-white artist to hmm. do this to be the first black president and and that goes in the portrait gallery that's hmm. this was a statement this was symbolic the art doesn't actually fucking matter well, it goes well with his presidential library too. That bizarre architecture on the—I mean, he's made oh, really weird post-post office. Um, yeah, it's because he's uh, a aesthetic choices hack, and he wants to destroy our society with an anti-white narrative. It just get on board. Well, get he's destroying quality art. One get that tinfoil hat, pop it on. One exhibition at a time. I wanted to get back to um, the YouTube tweet because it's not just those evil white nationalists and supremacists who are pissed off about this. Sky Williams had quite a tweet storm about this. Um, I don't actually watch Sky's stuff, so I, I don't want to mischaracterize him. I know he's big into like League of Legends and video games and stuff, but he streams all the time. Anyway, I know he's done Dave Rubin's show before too, but I, I don't want to mischaracterize his politics. All I can say is that some of their biggest 
in this case, here's an example of one of their biggest black creators saying, this is terrible. Delete this. So he's, he had things to say. I made, uh, I'm a black creator. When I made a video discussing black issues, you flagged it, claimed it was inciting racism against POC, people of color. Struck my channel and took everything from me. Then your staff proceeded to care by setting up a meeting that was due four months ago. Delete this. That uh, he had some additional things to say. You don't care about black creators. Uh, you uh, you care about docile black people who see a dumbass tweet like this and think it actually means something. You're creating your own black friend so you can prove you're not racist at dinner parties. <laughs> Delete this. And then uh, he's, he had more to say, but then I just want to highlight this one other one. Uh, subscribe to creators who make you laugh, who make you experience emotion, who value you as a fan, who challenge your way of thinking, who help you cope with things uh, when things get rough, who you relate to, who inspire you, and none of the aforementioned reasons are specific to race. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. So I don't know who they're trying to appeal to. I would. Uh, I, th- I find this to be a very bizarre PR move. They're in addition just trying to, just... to show that they're not a racist company. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think they're I, still dealing with some fallout from the advertisement advertisements on on white nationalist channels, and so they're hmm. still doing overtime trying to act like they can monitor everybody's content. And they say, no, no, good look, guys, we're black nationalists. Advertise on us now. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 uh, we view black people as supreme. So come on, Coca Cola and Verizon and AT and T, come back to us. Maybe T Mobile will after their Super Bowl ad. We'll see about that. Hmm. Uh, oh, and the other thing, of course, I mean, this goes without saying, but they, what they mean too is it's not even just black people. Of course, they're not talking about like, um, you know, Diamond and Silk or yeah. Anthony Brian Logan or Tree, or of, Tree Logic. of Logic. None yeah. of those people. No, the Sticks did a great video about that this week. Um, I was listening to Sticks rants about, about, you know, it's a very specific subset of black people. It's black people who uh, stay strictly on the ideological plantation. You're a black person, so you should think this way and be this way. Yeah, and then this is so meta because that's racist. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, by, by which you're you mean YouTube. You're the wrong kind of black person. We only yeah. want black people that follow the paradigm, don't think for themselves, that are reliable voting block, and that are Democrats. That's We it. were thinking stereotypical black yeah, when we yeah. said subscribe to black yeah. queer. None of you Uncle Toms, none of right. you three of logic types. Yeah, right. Okay. I got uh, two more stories. We'll go quickly on the Bigfoot thing, and then I got the surprise cringe double feature for you. We should just round it out and so. then do Super Chat at the end. Okay, that sounds like a plan. I will be quick on this because I don't think it interests you very much, but I think it's funny, and it's a quick story. I want to apologize before I play the story because um, this story comes from a Southern California ABC station, I think, and I have to prep all the clips to make sure they're clear of copyright. Now, everything we do is, is fair use. So, but as a, a practical matter, YouTube has a detector that detects copyrighted material and flags it. The last time I remember something being this locked down by YouTube's copyright policy was, remember when we talked about that transgender person on um, Survivor and we were trying to figure out if the coming out as transgender was real or not yeah, and I had to blur so the though. footage until it was like unrecognizable just Didn't to play the clip. Didn't you have to flip the image too or something like Which that? Which I had to do in this case. Like when you see what I had to do to this clip, you'll be like, my God, I just want to play like a minute of a news clip, but this is what YouTube has made us do. So this is a woman who had a Bigfoot sighting called California Fish and Wildlife. They didn't believe her. So she's suing the state of California to acknowledge the existence of Bigfoot. 
Claudia Ackley says she was walking down this remote trail near Lake Arrowhead when it happened. It was dusk, March 27, 2017. She says her two daughters saw it first. They're standing right there frozen just looking at something. And you're thinking? There's a bear. But she says it was no bear. She says what you see in this video she took that day is a Sasquatch. He looked like a Neanderthal man with a lot of hair, about 800 pounds. Massive. Perched in this tree. I was trying to tell it I know about you, like, please don't hurt us. And that's when he just stared at me. She called the authorities, but says no one believed her. She goes, I'm sorry you saw a bear. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> this was no bear. Like, I know what I saw. Now she's filed a lawsuit suing the California Department of Fish and Wildlife for refusing to acknowledge the existence of Bigfoot. There's a lot of people that come on this trail, and I want public safety more than anything. The State Department of Fish and Wildlife would not comment on this lawsuit. What do you say to those people who do say you're nuts. Well, I'm in the medical profession and I could I could I can understand where they're coming from because I was like I was never sci-fi. I try to keep an open mind. Mitch Dufford says he hikes out here often. He says he's seen bears, but never Bigfoot. I figure I'd see tracks. Ackley says she knows what she saw and she's hoping a judge will agree. I'm nervous. I used to come out alone now, but after seeing how big they are. Claudia Ackley will have her day in court March 19th in San Bernardino. We'll keep you posted. <laughs> but how drunk was she? Yeah, that wasn't asked. <laughs> I love the answer to that question. What do you what do you say to people uh, who think you're nuts? Well, I'm in the medical profession. <laughs> so Case I know closed. what crazy looks like, and I'm not crazy. <laughs> maybe that's what she meant. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was something like that. Um, Says Ackley, the woman, uh, quote, they're on our property. They knock on our walls. They look through our windows. It's more and more and more. So she believes that she is credibly threatened by Bigfoot. Um, I'm not clear what the lawsuit is actually trying to accomplish. I've not read any of the, the actual documents. I assume it's just to get fish and wildlife to acknowledge Bigfoot and then come control it, I guess. But if that was the case, if that's her aim, why not just lie and say, like, there's a bear out here? Actually, why not just tell the truth and say, there's a bear out here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, could you please come take a look? They would do that, I assume. Um, so, or, or just say an unknown animal. This? Where did you find this? Did somebody send it to you? Yeah, it was sent to me um, by listener Michael in Wisconsin, who is also one of our surprise cringe submitters. So Michael's on fire this week. <laughs> um, the other thing she said... It was a Bigfoot for sure, who, an 800-pound Neanderthal man perched in a tree. So those, I mean, this must be some pretty heavy-duty limbs. This is just a sexual fantasy. I'm not buying any of this. <laughs> oh, you think so? An 800-pound gorilla man perched in a tree watching you? Yeah, this has sexual undertones. Did you catch the part, too, where she said, I told him, I know about you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hurt me. I know about you. Yeah. I was looking this up today, too, because I was... I don't know how many pounds like a silverback gorilla is, but I've never really seen one perched in a tree because they're gigantic. Yeah. And they don't really climb in trees. Some gorillas do, but not like the full grown adult males because they're just big giant gorillas who don't effectively climb tree in trees. branch support 800 pounds. That's what I'm wondering. Like, did, did he just hug the trunk of the tree to stay up there? Or was is she, she says perch to me. That implies like you're sitting on a branch. Isn't that what perch means? Like yes. the definition? Yes. So she's, this lying, is not this... she's lying. No, no, she's <laughs> committing an imp- she's she's revealing an important truth that uh-huh. the government refuses to acknowledge. Yeah. You know, 
if they if they if the FBI put as much effort into finding Bigfoot as they have into Russian collusion, I'm convinced we would have found him by now. If you watch Beauty and the Beta, you know that we always support the attitude, the ends always justify the means. <laughs> All right, you ready? Are you ready for surprise cringe? Never. Okay, so the first one, the, they're both musical, as I said. The first one is going to have a moment of realization for you. And I'm really curious to see, are you going to realize immediately or like partway through or possibly not until the very end in which there's a dead giveaway of what's of what's going on? Okay. So I'll be watching. You'll you'll ask the question when you feel like you have the answer. It'll, it'll, it'll happen. It'll happen naturally. Um. So here's surprise cringe one for the night. Great America is what you sail. You promised us unity, but you're divisive as Who hell. Who is Been more than a year. Is it got nothing to show. You kept grabbing some pussy that's only 12 years old. Oh, it's Donald Trump. Well, you're right that the reveal is the identity of this person, which will be known to you by the end here. But if you feel like you have the answer at some point through, go ahead and just shout it out. Okay, don't tell me like that. We've got an orange fuck in the White House. We've been fucked. And that's a shame. Donald Trump is a bad dad. The people said no. The president, he became because his system fucked up. Republican congressmen won't stand up for fuck Cause nearly half this dumbass country says they'll still vote for Trump The party of Lincoln just isn't the same It's been hijacked by crooks who've gone truly insane Uh. <laughs> no way i didn't recognize him at all i know i was curious i thought maybe you would maybe you wouldn't well but, i knew but... it was a little fancy man so I was, yeah i was pretty close like he's short and he's gay so this is like how long ago the debate was like a year ago maybe for people who don't know river gibbs is this fancy little as you described he's a fancy he's little a man with man. a little youtube channel and he i don't know i know we talk a lot of shit on him but i He's a piece of shit, but I just find him so irresistibly <laughs> likable. I, I don't know what it is. It's his little pencil thin eyebrows and his little mustache and yeah, so delightfully gay. I don't no, know. I agree. There's this is classic River Gibbs because there's something redeeming about it. There's yeah. a, clearly a lot of effort behind it and he has this creative energy, but then he uses it to be like hateful and resentful and yeah. dismissive of people in the way teenager. He, he'll grow out. Yeah, he is really young. River Gibbs, I think, is 18 or 19. So I don't want to rip him too hard. We've had River Gibbs on the show. I wanted to be friends with him, but he could not leave my Twitter feed alone for like five seconds, so I had to mute him. Maybe I should unmute him. Maybe we can have River back to talk about this. Uh, Um, But this, so this came to my attention because, as I said, I haven't muted. I don't see him. I don't 
interact with him. But Michael from Wisconsin and I were were um, talking about some stuff in DMs, and River Gibbs somehow came up, and he thought, "Man, what's River Gibbs up to these days? I'm gonna take a <laughs> stroll over to River Gibbs' Twitter page, and that's the that's the featured." pinned That's content really embarrassing too i mean that was hard to watch there's a lot of work in it though i mean to make a i mean i think his energies could be better spent elsewhere but there's a ton of work in that i can tell you that much um did you catch the part with the donald trump firing line that was my favorite part watch this one more time let me find it here donald trump is like shooting a bunch of people watch this. and he grabs the pussy of a 12 year old that seems yeah why is this not playing right I don't know, but I don't want to watch it again, so. Watch the firing line. Oh, come on, Watch the firing line. <laughs> okay, so that was, by my count, that was, um, who did he shoot there? I listed it out. It was Amorosa, it was, the last one I saw. It was a Mexican, a black guy, a gay couple, a woman, Caitlyn Jenner, and a black chick. It might have been Amorosa. I don't, I don't know. Um, oh. The lyrics, too. The people said no, but president he became because the system fucked up once again. No, that's actually the system functioning properly. Yeah. Um, it was never simple, popular stop votes. leftist elitists living in large cities from you know, taking all, all the government power. Yeah, exactly. It was functioning exactly as it should. It's 50 internal state votes. States decide the president. That's the way the system was designed. Um, you may not like that, but that's not the system fucking up. Yeah. That's the system functioning as intended. Oh, uh, okay, make me cringe again. <laughs> I think this one's arguably cringier. Ah, how? But it's, it's also musical, where it's also another musical entry. Not feel that guilty band? that I didn't do, but I can understand the reasons why you think that I should. Yeah, I'm white, but I never put your neck in no noose, and I never burnt a cross or hit my face with a hood. You can't just label me racist because I'm related to people who did some terrible way back before I was alive. I'm not the white devil, neo Nazi cop trying to pull the trigger. You can call me what you want, but I'd still never say the white race as a whole ain't the enemy. There's racist white people, but we're far from that collectively. Don't say that, white boy. Oh, you so bad, white boy. You wish you were black. Just one more verse. Just one more verse. I have a kid of my own. I refuse to let you blindly hate my wife and my babies. Go ahead and hate the races. I pray for their extinction. If you want to hate the white people, just make the distinction between the ones who want the best for everyone, regardless, and the ones who build the system just to smother you with hardship. Got no patience for Nazis. I think they're better off dead. The fighting hatred with hatred, making the hate more intense. I don't want nothing to do with either side of the fence. So don't blindly attack me for wearing braids on my head. Being white and being racist aren't the same, man. I promise. No, it's hard to tell the difference if I'm just being honest. I deserve the chance to show you I'm not part of the problem. And you owe it to yourselves. We got so much in common. White boy, don't say that. White boy, oh, you so bad. White boy, you wish you were black. That's uh, Tom McDonald's White Boy that was sent to me by listener Tracy Snow. Well, 
Well, thank you, Tracy. I want to kill myself now. <laughs> I will say I agree with him on some of the stuff, right? See, this is why it's interesting is if you listen to the whole song, the idea here is, look, I refuse to accept guilt for my race and I don't think that you should assign me but guilt. But it was for a bunch of fucking pandering and then talking about how he wants races to be extinct. It's like that's what... white guilt, realization of, of what's actually going on and then cognitive dissonance and then pandering. Right, and he says things like, I'm not the racist cop, I'm not the Nazi, but it's like you're... <sighs> you're giving a lot of credibility to largely bogus grievances in the first place. Like he's just disassociating himself from what are largely bunk points. That's, that's what's kind of all these people like this, these like weird fringe races, like this guy and Rachel Dolezal and Sean King and just put them on an Island. Just take them on. Make a reality show. Yeah. Yeah. Ambiguous races survivor. or something. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I, I shared the same reaction to you. It's like at the on the one hand, I appreciate the cultural pushback against anti-white racism. That's is that cool. what he was doing though? Because it seems that's what like his intent was. Sort of like that's what his intent was, but there was a lot of pandering too. There was a lot of pandering, and of course, I I think the song sucks. I oh, don't for like sure. The, well, I don't like the song at all. I think this, I would never want to, regardless of what the lyrics are. That's not that's not my kind of music. But uh, I'd I had room in to... my heart for one white rapper, and it was Eminem until he started talking about politics. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would rather listen to River Gibbs Bon Jovi covers personally. That's more up my alley. Yeah. Yeah, this made but me I, like River Gibbs more, I, I gotta say. I told you this wasn't going to be the worst cringe you've ever seen. This is, you know, neither of those are like lactatia level type things. Yeah, not super demoralizing. And it was nice to have a River Gibbs cameo, River Gibbs return. Yeah, yeah. I guess we should we should wrap it up and do the super chat, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me reload this really quick. Oh boy, we, we got lots. Uh-oh, all right. We got lots. Um, Albertus Magnus 44, Democrats disarm victims, release violent felons from prison, keep lunatics out of asylums, drug children and import violent foreign nationals. How about we stop all of these things first? Exactly. Exactly. Why don't we just ban everything? Just ban it all. Um, ban it all. Ban school shootings, I say. <laughs> yeah. no, I saw a great, a couple of great legal. tweets about, <laughs> I saw a couple of great tweets about banning schools too. That'll solve it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not right, said Matt and I once made love in Florida. I blasted him in the face with my concealed shotgun. <laughs> Fair so enough. Gross. That's how you conceal it, yeah. <laughs> uh, Big Red Doggy said, don't really have anything to add to the conversation, but Matt and Rebecca keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so well, much. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate, appreciate it. Dangerous Spaces, they talk about our gun buyback here in Australia. Uh, both Texas and California has higher population than our whole country. America has 17 times the guns. No legal protection for guns here. Bad comparison. Yeah. Hmm. People do bring that up all the time like it was so super effective. Um, well, not it's misleading North. too. And I don't know how the data break down exactly, but they always say gun violence statistics. Right. And that does matter. But why don't we just compare violence statistics? I right. mean, is the, is the method really that crucial? Well, yeah. And then you have to remove suicides. Because oh, you, that's, can, God, you can that, safely say that's sixty percent of the gun crimes that they're reporting. Oh yeah, can, when they yeah. You can safely say that one hundred percent of the people that kill themselves using guns would be able to find a million other means to do so if they wanted to. And that was the most deceptive part of that eighteen school shootings figure too was two suicides were counted, one of which was at an 
a former school's yeah. grounds. It wasn't even. And how a many accidental school. discharges were were in there? There were a couple of those. One of them was like a police cadet class thing, like a place where there's a completely justifiable reason to be training with firearms. Can you imagine if you like went up to somebody and you're like, "I survived a school shooting," and they were like, "Wow, tell me about it." And you're like, "This cop was talking to my class, and he bent over, and the gun went off, and there were no injuries, but I'm just so super traumatized by this school shooting that I endured." We should ban cops, ban yeah. their guns too. <laughs> um, Brian Comanici said, "Everyone turning." Oh, whoop! Sorry, I I gotta skip you, Brian. I I fucked up. You, you almost you almost screwed up. I almost. Thank screwed. you, Brian. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> uh, Bob Smith says, "Mean, nice, or fucked up? Choose." I don't know what you're talking about, though, bro. I would choose nice. <laughs> uh, who? Us? I don't know. But if I had to choose three, if there were three people, one's mean, one's nice, and one's fucked up, I'd say nice person, please. Um, I would choose the mean person, for sure. Hmm. That's I don't fitting. want to be around nice people all the time. They just make me feel bad about myself. Jeez, <laughs> uh, you're you a, a, you're the kind a, of nice person that I'm at capacity with. You have to have a crappy person to um yes. to which to compare yourself or to whom exactly. to compare yourself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Magic Sky Fairy sixty nine um, accidentally fake news you last week because four chan showed fake comic pics of the shooter. Sorry, 4chan got mainstream media too with the whole white nationalist angle. Dif- Difference is I'm still spreading fake news. They- or I'm not still spreading fake you news. You are fake are. news. Yeah, Very yeah. fake news. You earned it. I noticed that CBS still had an article up where they referenced the shooter as like a bona fide white nationalist. Still no retraction. To, as in today, like before yeah, we were live. Yeah. Mm. One of the articles that I used for other sources that I mean, the information was correct, but um, yeah. they, it was still in the article. Uh, let's see. Shot glass philosophy. Make no mistake. Washington will find a way to one up gun control. Our governor is funny that way. Hmm. Um, Kyle says first time donor might be a correlation between the recent uptick in soy boys and school shooters. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, the soy thing is, is interesting to me, but I, it's like a new, it's new data. I haven't seen a lot of, of data on the soy thing. Well, the 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 when was the rise in soy? Was it like ninety nine around the Columbine shooting? Yeah. Do we have a direct direct Correlation correlation? Always implies constant. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, William Malvo said Gabriel Lopez is the faggot. Black Panther is a faggot. Adam Schiff is a faggot. Also, Matt just likes to watch gay movies with his bros. I oh. agree with that all right keep going <laughs> eric rognerud 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 did you see phil defranco react to mark dice tweet about not going live during a mass shooting if so do you have any thoughts about it i don't know what you're no talking about. i actually don't know this story at all um uh, i assume maybe there was some debate about the ethics of like live streaming or live covering a, a shooting event is that the nature of it i don't want to comment on something if i don't understand the conflict but me too but i don't see any reason that somebody shouldn't go live when there's coverage of yeah that's the nature of that's that's speech that's news do. that's media yeah. that's but we haven't heard this before so we might be totally i think now. there are elements of taste you know like i don't i don't know if it's great to like comment about individual families at the time or something like that but yeah I don't there, know. there are ethics within but just the concept of like can you not talk about certain things at certain times i don't think i don't believe in that Really, no. I have a feeling that whatever this situation is, I'm not siding with Philly D. I can barely watch his videos anymore. And Mark Dice is a tall, giant man. I mean, who would we be to question him, right? He's so tall. (laughs) 
whatever. We have a long-standing disagreement about whether or not Mark Dice is a handsome man. I don't even think he's. I don't think he's bad looking. It's just like he's a normal-looking guy who's big in stature. He is a an ex- extremely handsome. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, fine, whatever. Uh, David Howard says, "Does it say what denomination Gregory is?" I'm poking at confirmation bias. I don't know. I did. I didn't note that. Um, I assume some non- sort of Protestant denomination, but he's I don't. Not know. Catholic. Yeah. They, they didn't say priest. Didn't they say right. he's a pastor? Yeah. yeah. It did list the church if you want to look that up. You could probably find out. Man, live chat is saying Mark Dice is not handsome. You guys and I have some fundamental disagreements about who a good looking person is. <laughs> I'm glad there's some sanity. I did throw out stuff. this um, pointy face Sansa Aria thing to my brother and sister-in-law and they agreed with you. They agreed that Arya is. Uh, but they're both really round-faced people, and they like they like their own, you know. Yeah, well, they get it. I mean, yeah. You guys are crazy. Um, I, I, look, I, I I'm not as crazy of a person as you think I am. You're pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, shot glass philosophy. Also, Matt, Idaho, no permit required to conceal and carry 21 and over. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I believe that. I don't know. I don't know what Idaho's laws are. Um, I don't. I don't have a concealed carry permit, so. Although Montana is shall issue, so I could just go get it. Neither do I. Although I own a gun, but I never carry it. Um, first name says, pretty sure that guy's wife is going to peg him to death and then leave town. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> that did deserve a sad, sad trombone. Uh, Drew Welty. It, what do you think? Is it, is it gross to call it the old sad bone? <laughs> Can I call it a sad bone? Yeah. Or is that weird? Um, an SKS with a 10-round non-removable magazine was used in the Dallas police shooting. Notice mm, how that isn't common know that. knowledge. Doesn't fit the narrative. Huh. Oh, Micah Johnson. The, yeah. the black. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Wow. I didn't know that either. And he killed, what, five cops or mm-hmm. something like that? Hmm. Uh, thank you for that, Brian Meyer. With evolution, everything is a product of chance. Hurricanes and earthquakes killing thousands is art. School shootings are good to that person's growth and evolution. Growth from evolution. Keep it up. Hmm. I'm not sure I understood that one. I was trying to put a positive spin on people growing. Oh, okay. 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 Um, Silver linings type thing. I, I, I heard school shootings are good. I thought, wait, 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 wait. I had to read it twice. Um, truculent Phillips says no written law will stop a motivated psychopath from finding weapons to take innocent lives. What written laws can make possible is trained defense of soft targets and keep personal defense possible. Yep. I agree. I, I agree. I agree with that. Yes, I do. Carner Vaughn me or says, um, I was only meaning to compliment your future Cronkite esque voice on Valentine's, Matt. Yet my mind wandered to melting panties. I blame the day and blonde for the misdirection. Dump the hat. I can't I can't remember um what was said. Either. Now I feel yeah, uh, there must have been a misunderstanding of some kind. We're thirty guys. I don't we, remember we don't like remember two month. or three days ago. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's what Wednesday would be. Three, three days ago, four days ago. I don't know. <laughs> Mr. DJ fly high. Oh, got to skip you too, man. I suck at this. You have one job blonde. Yeah. Um, Rainer Chen, Martin Luther King to today's child is an uncle Tom and should get fired. Yeah. Sargon by Rucka Rucka Ali. Uh, I don't know that. Did he do what did, what did he do about Sargon? I don't know. I'm not hip to the jam anymore. I don't even know what these people are. I, talking I guess about. I missed out. Yeah. Rucka Rucka is a YouTuber, right? He made some yeah, yeah. He, he makes a lot of response video to me once. He also does a lot of like parody stuff, like parody songs, I think, and things like that, right? He does rapping, parody raps, know. and stuff. 
I just watched like two minutes of his response video to me. And I know that he's one of the, one of the few people that's still doing Kilroy. Is that still happening? I don't know. I've Their website's no idea. still up. Um, Mark K says, hi, I've definitely had enough to drink. I can feel my toes now. Typing is so hard, spelled incorrectly. Your skin <laughs> color is inspiring. Thank you for your purity. I presume <laughs> that he's talking to me. Um, William Malvo said, to be fair to this lady, only 14% of the planet's species have been cataloged according to the current taxonomy system. That leaves uh, 86% yeah, yeah. to be discovered. Big I'm telling you, man, the truth is out there. I don't know. It sounds like a big pile of bullshit to me. Um, Redicus says, two little fag music videos with white guilt and white savior complex. I think <laughs> thrift store Eminem more just because the braids make me hate. Those braids did make me hate too. It was like the shaving on the sides. Yeah. And those people are like, you want to be black? Yeah. It's going to be a bitch to maintain that hairstyle too. Like, does he have to like take a, uh, take a buzzer and like go between the braids? I don't know. This dude could be a perfectly good white dude. And instead he chose to be a knockoff black dude. Why? No, that's what they say to him when they say white boy, you wish you were black. That's not true. It's not true at all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wasn't him. Isn't his hairstyle. Didn't Coolio have that hairstyle first or something yeah, similar? Total to cultural appropriation. Oh, what a bastard. I know. Appropriating Coolio's culture. <laughs> Whatever that is. Yeah. Um, last one for the night. Thank you all so much for your super chats. Brian Komenichi says, well, take the first one as a donation. Selected wrong amount. Oh. Regressive left logic is turning your weapons to the police, but the police are white nationalists. Super chat bans certain words, by the way. Does it really? Um, maybe the only filters I have on my channel are flat earth terms. So if you were trying to like, it might be filters that I have about like flat or earth, if that was yeah. part of, I don't know if they actually ban certain words. And I will say this also people who are super chatting, cause we had an unfortunate accident where there was an accidental gigantic super chat donation to us. Somebody added an extra zero. <laughs> uh, if that happens to you, you can get a full refund yeah, for, through YouTube. So um, we, we, I can't do anything about it, but YouTube can do something about it. So, you know, if you decide that you think we suck and you want your money back, there is a, a way to do it. Although I'm not exactly sure. I just have confirmation that people have done it. Yep. All so. right, we're good. Okay. Well, um, man, that was, uh, all things considered, that was a pretty fun show, I think. Did you say fun or long ass show? <laughs> Both. Uh, those are not mutually exclusive. Uh, thank you to our live viewers and our live chatters and our, and our super chatters. Appreciate you guys shit posting away, keeping us honest while we try to keep track of the facts, even if we fail uh, occasionally. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube or in an audio platform later on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there is more material, including Wednesday night's call-in show, if you want to listen back to that and some other interviews we've done on other channels. I should mention announcement, too. I was on Roaming I did a taped recording uh, for Roaming Millennial's CRTV show this week, so you can catch that on CRTV later this week if you want to hear that. But it's CRTV exclusive, so you won't get it on the podcast platforms. But if you want the podcast platforms, that's uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked in the description for you. Email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, not meet the press. It's Beauty and the Beta. See you then. Bye, guys. Try